Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 63 of So I've Been Told. My name is Adam Kramer, and uh, yeah, been a been a busy couple of months for myself. And uh, but I'm back, and my guest on this episode is Jared Johnson. He plays in the band Only Shallow, and he runs Sore Ear Collective. Uh, he's booked a lot of shows and done a lot of cool stuff in our scene in Rochester. And, you know, he was one of the people that I had on my list early on when I started the show that I wanted to have on. And it just took a while, but we finally made it happen. So I'm not going to talk too much. I'm just going to let you um, listen to the, the conversation we had. But before that, you are going to hear Atonement by Night's Air, one of Jared's former bands. Uh, also, I, I wanted to mention that, so in the episode, he promotes the show at Bug Jar this upcoming uh, Friday night, New Year's Eve, and due to COVID stuff that has been canceled or postponed, which is a huge bummer, but um, still, this, this episode is really cool, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Thanks for listening.
All right, sick. We are rolling. Um, so I'm here with Jared. Finally, we've been like talking about doing this for fucking probably about a year. Oh, definitely, dude, longer than <laughs> I, a year. I would assume maybe yeah, maybe like you're, you're... probably back to Vineyard at least. Well, I've been oh, well, yeah, probably yeah. it maybe it goes all the way back to when I first started because I started doing this podcast in like 2015. Honestly, and we've probably, definitely talked about it off and on. Probably. 2016, 2017, we started yeah. talking about this. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Okay. And so, like, you were on my list of people I wanted to have on because, like, you're always doing cool shit. Thank you, man. And, like, and, like, you know, sometimes the people that you put high on the list, you just keep on... And, <laughs> and that, like, are around, you're yeah, like, oh, yeah. yeah, I'll get to it. I mean, like, so, I mean, we how often have we hung out outside of a show? Not really like, ever, rare. but we, like, talk about doing that every yeah, time we see each totally. other. Um, so, yeah. Um, I'm like stoked to finally have you on here. Well, I appreciate um, it. Dude. I'm excited to be on here. Yeah, and I, I know that you like talked about like a lot of your like origin story stuff. Yeah, on, yeah. Uh, <laughs> on uh, Enterprise Hardcore. I'm I'm uh, I'm always down to talk about um, yeah. Hornell shit as 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 much as it's like I don't know past you know whatever yeah and i've also like i've like stopped like trying to keep this from being like a nostalgia thing cool like sometimes (laughs) it goes there i don't like that's the thing for me it's like if i don't do it every episode Mm -hmm. like that's cool because like i you know obviously i'm doing this because like i want to document yeah shit that you know other people aren't documenting which i know i mean i know i just said enterprise had you on and did the same thing but you know i know people he doesn't right. so and the, i'm i love that kind of shit so yeah I yeah love so reaching as many humans like yeah that's super cool um so like how did you get into um punk metal i call it all in this context i call it all punk or diy yeah um, um well i mean grew up in hornell which is like you know uh, an hour and ten minutes or so from Rochester, um, and th- we didn't have a mall or anything. We didn't have we had like a Wegmans and a Walmart and stuff. But uh, you know, I kind of like was heavily into like anime and, and manga growing up, and I heard Green Day, which is funny that you're wearing your Green yeah, Day shirt I, today. I, you know, obviously, I love that. Didn't plan that. You know, I like <laughs> no, no, normally you, wouldn't be like the guy to buy. You a... planned that. That's great. <laughs> I mean, I actually was wearing this yesterday, so... Respect. So Um, so was I. I I wouldn't normally buy a, a, like, Walmart or Target Green Day shirt, but, like, the Dookie cover, like, the shirt's just, like, friggin' cool. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just an iconic cover. Like, it's it's the classic, like, when you think of that band, you think of that cover, you know? Yeah, so sometimes I'll make exceptions for that type of thing. I don't blame you at all. Yeah. That's great. Uh, Yeah, so we got into, like... You know, eventually shifted gears and got into like Green Day, and then kind of dove a little deeper and uh, started playing, you know, inst- my, uh, bass instruments and um, started playing in bands with friends, and uh, eventually got into like more aggressive um, music, like hardcore, early '80s hardcore and punk, uh, and that was really cool. And that was kind of where we, I jumped off from there and kind of just expanded my horizons to everything I could because, yeah. you know, not having a mall, you would just would read liner notes and CDs and uh, and the seven inches and records you'd buy. There'd be all kinds of like listen to these bands. So I would kind of like dig in from there, <clears throat> and uh, you know started downloading as much as I could and buying as many records as I could and buying zines and stuff that would have yeah. new you know possibly new bands in it. 
Um, How old are you? 29. Just, okay. just turned 29, yeah. Weird. So, like, you probably had, like, if you were my age, you probably would have had, like, a similar, like, act, like the access to shit yeah. wasn't there because, like, the internet was still, like, not really a thing. Real primitive. Yeah. Um, like, we did. We still had, like, dial-up internet at my house when I was a senior in high school. So, you guys that are younger have that so much easier. Dude, yeah, it's 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 crazy. Like, uh, you know, we also had dial-up until I was probably 15, so yeah. a little older. Um, and, you know, like, our family computer was in, like, our, our living room, you know, yeah. so... Uh, I couldn't. I couldn't sit there. The, yeah, you can't. You, the kids can't. No, you can't. Have, you can't leave the internet in a. You can't leave the internet in a <laughs> strange room yeah. in your house. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like we, you know, I I could only download so much at a time, or like I uh, I could only walk so many dogs or shovel so many sidewalks yeah. before I started like you know started getting a little older to buy records. Um, to get money to buy records, but like, you know, I, I like to think that having to do all that digging that I had to do kind of like morphed yeah the, what I what I came to enjoy as I got a little older and yeah. Uh, yeah I still do a lot of digging but yeah what uh what record store were you getting stuff at were you just like uh, well okay so <clears throat> Hornell had a record store for a very brief amount of time yeah but it was like a um a drug front <laughs> so which you know whatever teach their own uh <laughs> different strokes for different folks um, but they had a, we had a record store for a very brief amount of time, and I only bought one CD there, and it was uh, actually Green Day. It was a uh, Bullet in a Bible, the um, oh, okay. the DVD CD yeah. combo. Yeah, bought that there. Um, and then any other time I'd have to come and find, I'd want to like buy actual music. I'd either come to Rochester because it wasn't that yeah. far away, and all most of my family lives here. It's like okay. from the area. Sick. Uh, so I come up here, and uh, you know. Rochester to us in in Hornell was always like Henrietta. Yeah. It was never like much farther than that. But yeah. the uh, Henrietta Mall, Marketplace Mall, had an FYE in there. Yeah. And FYE had, you know, a million used CDs and like yeah. all kinds of weird stuff that I wouldn't normally have access to living in Hornell, which was yeah. cool. So, I, you know, I come up here and buy, yeah, I bought every Alkaline Trio CD here in nice. Rochester. And like, I think I bought like a million Punkarama CDs and, uh, the Atticus Dragging the Lake CDs yeah. and stuff. I had I bought all that up here because it was super cheap. Yeah. Because it was all like used CDs and also like it, it had all these different bands on it that I could I've never heard before. Yeah. And I was like, oh, there's there's I think maybe Jets to Brazil was on it on okay. one the one so, that I bought. So like I was like, oh cool, I know this name and yeah. I know this name, and that was it. And I would would go home and just listen for hours. Yeah. Because it's all I had to, all I could yeah. do there. So. Yeah. What was the what was the first Green Day album that like got you into them? Uh okay. Well, <laughs> being being 29, uh American, American Idiot, Idiot absolutely yeah. um was the record and I I will I will defend that record until my dying breath. I, I enjoy it. That was I, the last Green Day record that I enjoyed. Okay. But okay. I, I enjoyed that one. I I love American Idiot. I think it's a really well-written record. Yeah. Um my only gripe as I've gotten older is that the guitar sound on it is like super fake sounding. Yeah. Which bums me out, but you know, whatever. Um, I will love that fucking record. But I will also defend twenty first century breakdown. Okay. I think that record's cool. I don't think it's as cool as American Idiot. Yeah. 
Yeah. But I think it has a lot of really great songs. Yeah. And I think the more aggressive songs on it are like some of the best material Green Day's written. Okay. Okay. You heard it it's, here first. That's an yeah. exclusive. <laughs> like, cause, like John Kiss and I will have this conversation, and he'll be like, "Oh yeah, the new like the newer Green Day stuff." He's like, "It's not punk at all," which that's fine. Which yeah, it's yeah. not. No, it's not. He's like, "But I think that that he still writes some good songs," and I just and I'm sure he probably does. Fair. It's just okay. like not my vibe anymore. So I, you know, it's not like. When Green Day puts out a new record, I don't even really bother to give it a listen. I <clears throat> I do my best to give them all fair shots. Yeah. Because I, I know, like, there's going to be some, some fucking stinkers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm, I put on, what, what's the most recent one? Like, Father of Father All Motherfuckers? Yeah. Like, <laughs> already off to a bad start, yeah. you know? Like, arc, like, as soon as they released the cover art for it, yeah. I was like, oh, I hope that's not that. Yeah. Already off to a bad start. So, like, when they released the single, I was like, okay, I'm going to be optimistic. I'm going to go into it, like, just thinking, eh, you know, it's, it's fucking Green Day, whatever. Yeah. I put that shit on at, at, at troubleshooter practice when we were still practicing. Yeah. So all four of us were in the room, and I had, like, you know, my phone up to my, like, bass, playing it through my, my, like, my pickups, which, okay, not a good representation of that, but, like, I put it on, and Casey Sanders goes, this is Green Day? Like, this is, this is Green Day. And I was like, yep. <laughs> And we all were like, huh, <laughs> this sucks. But, yeah. but, I bought that record. <laughs> like, oh, wow. I, I, like, yeah. went on Discogs and was like, you know what? Cool. I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm not going to buy it from them. I don't yeah. give a shit. I'm going to buy it on, on Discogs, whatever. Yeah. Bought it, listened to the whole thing. was just like, that was, was, that, a was, was that a half an hour? <laughs> that was a half an hour. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... <laughs> No, I, like it's it's just not uh, doesn't do it for me. I mean, for me it was it was Nimrod, and like like I think that sorry this is like turned into a green. No, podcast, dude, I could but... so I could sit and talk about this shit all fucking day long. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I mean, is, I'm a, I'm on board. Like, trust me. But like I, I mean, for me, I like got in at Nimrod, mm-hmm. and then I think Nimrod and I think Warning are like like I know there's a lot of people who don't like Warning, dude. And I think Warning is their best record, and I will, that's a hill I'm going to die on. That's I understand that completely. I think Warning is a really great record. Yeah. Um, I don't think there are any bad songs on that record at all. Like, I think every song on that record is... It, it sounds a little different. Yeah. You know, nothing super sounds like it would be just an atypical Green Day song. Yeah. I think that, like... Um, Closing with Macy's Day Parade was super cool, yeah. and it's super somber, so that's really great. And I think Castaway is one of the best songs that band's it's ever so written. so catchy. Yeah, it's... I, it's I feel best. like that could have been, and maybe should have... Was it a single? No, it wasn't. Yeah, it, it wasn't. It probably should have been. Uh, there, They had like a BBC Sessions record come out okay. yesterday, like a full album from like... Oh, like actually yesterday? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. That's so it. from like 94, like 2002, maybe, I think yeah. that's what it is. And it's like the last four songs were just from Warning, and it's oh, like okay. super Sick. cool to hear. So like the, at Castaway is one of them, and then like Church on Sunday, and like it's just like really good record recordings of songs that they probably will never play live again. Yeah. You know, so yeah, dude, that's sick. I'm probably gonna listen to that cool. this afternoon. I love that. Uh, now that we're, I don't know. Now I'm just having fun. It's a Green Day fan cast. Yeah, no, right. <laughs> but what other, uh, like, what what are your other uh, kind of low-key 
maybe uh, uh, what's the word like guilty pleasure kind of <sighs> scenester you know punk shit. So I. You know, I, I know I, the the cliche is like everyone's like oh you don't have guilty you shouldn't have guilty pleasures and yeah I don't, yeah. I don't think you should I but I like I understand yeah. there's like a few things you're like no I especially fuck like with you, this, but I don't want anyone to know that I fuck yeah with this, and I feel like I, I've always kind of been like that way where I'm real open about it but yeah. like I feel like and not that you're not but like. I feel like people see you as like, oh, this like kind of like fucking tough, like, <laughs> like wears black all the time, yeah, hardcore dude, and like I'm the furthest that... thing from tough. But... Oh no, I, no, I know, but I'm saying like just just like the vibe you put out, it, and not that not you like friendly or whatever, but I'm saying like people who don't know you right. and like, oh yeah, he like puts out a puts out hardcore records, like pretty much only wears black, like he's <laughs> probably like mostly listens to like whatever. What's yeah. what's your like corniest like? I mean, we've already talked about Green Day, so true, I guess we're not gonna. True. There's not a whole lot cornier we can go. You can't, you, can't, you can't dig much deeper than that. Well, I, I don't know, man. Like, I really, uh, I really fucking like Robin, R O B Y N, like dance pop. Yeah. I like her a lot. Um, gets a lot of plays in the kitchen at work. Word. And I, and I, and I fuck with that a lot because it's 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 good. It's good pop music and it's yeah. like really upbeat, and it's kind of sad I guess but like yeah. that's not like what I'm looking for you know um man guilty pleasure shit you know I when when the Wonder Years were like a really big band yeah uh I really I really fucked with um Suburbia yeah. a lot I really liked that record um, and that's not a band that I like actually listen to anymore. But they're a band that I'll, I'll I will check out mm-hmm. their records, mm-hmm. and I'll like sometimes be like, "This is cool." Yeah. Um, I don't know. Lately, I'm just like, "Oh, I feel like it's nice to know that Dan's doing a little better." Yeah, right. I, you know, it's like yeah. I feel like I'm just like checking in on somebody. Yeah. Like, I, I was a big Wonder Years guy, but they're a band I would like never wear their merch. I, you know, I had so when I when I I mean like now probably back in the day totally totally yeah. Um, I had a I had a Wonder Years shirt, uh, like I think when I first moved up here in 2011, and uh, I had seen them a bunch over that summer from like Warp Tour and stuff. I had like a, fr- a friend of mine and his dad like traveled for like four days or three days or something and like went to oh, four different Warp Tour dates yeah. just because why not you know yeah. whatever. Um, <clears throat> and uh, I had a Wonder Years shirt from from that that I like. I remember bringing up in like all of my clothes and like I wore it so much for like <laughs> like two months yeah and then like saw all the like and no offense to these people because I'm sure they have a like, taste in other stuff these fucking dorks oh, yeah. who loved yeah. that band and I was like I cannot wear this shit ever again and that's so <laughs> corny to say out loud but like that was oh, yeah. my, my mental my mental process was like yeah this band's cool but like I can't yeah like ugh oh my dude uh, you know, you know what? I'll, I'll take it back. I'm not gonna say I wouldn't mm-hmm. wear a Wonder Years shirt now, but I wouldn't like buy a Wonder Years shirt now. Fair. Like, okay. Like if I like just came into one mm-hmm. somehow. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And maybe if it was like you know maybe I'd spend like three dollars on it or something at like at like Goodwill or okay. something. Okay. Do you have my old MXPX shirt? Uh, I don't think I had one of those years. Why? What? What's uh? The, the, was it the fist? You have the fist? I think I did have that one at one point. But I don't think I had it. I got it from you. Okay, I was trying to think of who had that the other day, and yeah. I didn't mean to divert. But I just like no, it's okay. We're talking about, about shirts, and I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's a band I can go in on probably for a little bit dude, too. Dude, I feel like they're. I feel like 
when you look at their full catalog, I think their full catalog is like people compare them to Green Day a lot, yeah, and I feel yeah. like they're like the consistent. If Green Day was more consistent, okay, okay, that's that's a that's an interesting take because like that's a band that I I never like I never got super super into them. Like I really like um, Panic a lot. Okay, uh, the one before uh, before Every everything. Passing moment that was like, uh, everything everything sucks is on that right. Uh, no, Before Everything and After, and then... Yeah, it's Before Everything and After. Yeah, so those two, and then, uh... What's the big one? The 97 or 98? Uh... I know this. It's got... It's got... It's got Emotion on it. Chick Magnet, right? uh, Yeah, Chick Magnet, Middle Name. What the hell is that? Life in General. Yes, okay, so, like, those records, I think, are awesome like yeah like pop punk records like yeah i've never gone super super deep into their catalog but those those three records i think are really really good yeah like yeah i think i think mike's a a real great songwriter i and also think he's a great songwriter. yeah um i could talk about mxpx for days too because cool. like for me like i you know growing up where i grew up and like in the like weird like christian bubble yeah that i grew up in and then not having real access to the internet Mm -hmm. um like so like those like big christian punk bands were like such a huge gateway to me yeah dude of course um and like i think that you know a lot of those i'm like super not like talking about me too much but like i'm like super obsessed with like even though like i am like not really uh certainly not an evangelical christian anymore um some people would probably not consider me one at all but (laughs) you know whatever like I'm still, like, so fascinated by, like, the, like that, like, that weird subculture of, yeah. like, Christian punk. Yeah, I, I um, think it's, it's super interesting because it's, like, you know, I, I grew up in a, in a, in a similar, well, I, I guess, it, my, my mom and, at the time, stepdad were, like, choose when they want to be religious people, okay. you know, yeah. so, like, when I was super young, I had uh, I had um, Pokemon taken away from me, you know. And like, <laughs> yeah. remember when that was a thing? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, of course. Yeah. So I had like Pokemon taken away from me, and like, um, you know, all of my my cards and my my yeah. my mer- like my, my merch, you know, uh, <laughs> my hat and uh, my my Game Boy game, yeah. like all my shit, I had taken and thrown away. And you know, then like a month later, like they weren't about it anymore. They weren't yeah. doing it. So like, I've always thought it was super weird to like have. People who are like diehard, you know, people who are uh, you know, Christian punk band people. Yeah, I've always thought it was super like super interesting and weird that like they would they would have that much of an impact in their life, or like you know, religion would have that much of an impact in their life. Yeah, that they would you know be creative about it. Yeah, in, in that way because like you know like I never ha- and not not that like I don't hate the way I grew up. I'm just saying that yeah. like you know I never had it impact me. You know, in, yeah. in any way, really, and then like having it being like in and out, yeah. You know, fluctuating in and out of my life as, as a child, it was like, well, this is why do I need this right now? If yeah, if I'm not gonna need it in two weeks, you know? yeah. So it's interesting because I think there's a lot of those like those people start bands when they're like super young, yeah. And it's just like that's like you know playing in church, like playing at churches or whatever is the like. And I mean, like, that, not, like, in the way, like, you know, Vineyard did shows right, where it's, like, right. just, like, regular shows happening in a church space. Um, but, like, that, like, youth group thing was, like, just, that's where they were. And yeah. that was, like, 
you know, if they like throw in a couple Jesus names in the lyrics, like they're gonna be able to play. Around. They got a place to play, yeah. and like, and, and not necessarily always in like a sinister, like, oh, we're trying to get away with something. But sometimes right. it's just like, oh, this is like where I am in the world. Yeah. So no, yeah, and that makes total sense. Like, yeah, that, you know, it's 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 funny, like, so <clears throat> my my first the the. The, when I think back on like the bands that I've been in as a kid, like when I was like in high school still, I like was in a band before the one I'm about to, I'm about to talk about. Yeah. And, but like it was like a really bad skate punk band, so I don't like count it. Yeah. Like I count it, but I don't like really count <laughs> it. You know, um, we were called like a, a split moment. Okay. Terrible name. I feel uh, like it's a name that sounds like there, there's probably several other high school skate punk bands in the world at any time that are named that band. Absolutely. Yeah. That was, it was a very run-of-the-mill name. I had no, I was 13, and the two other guys in the band were like 16 and 17. Yeah. So I was like young, you know, but I, I was the only one person, the only kid that played bass in Hornell. Yeah. And I played punk, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, we had like a demo tape and stuff and there's like fucking 20 songs on it. That's actually real sick. It's it's yeah, it's funny and it's like it's 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 a nice memory to think back on. Yeah. But whenever I like talk about, oh, I was in a bunch of bands in high school. I'm always <laughs> like, I don't usually talk about that one. You know, yeah. like I think, uh, I think actually I I think I um, tweeted it, like I, I me listening to the, that demo tape a few a few months ago. Yeah. And like I think I also was like talking to Sarah from Entry okay. about yeah. about this like about high school bands. Yeah. And I I, I dug it up to show her. Uh, the the real oh we did like a Taking Back Sunday cover oh so we did uh, I think you're so last summer okay and um I I recorded it to show her I was like you can't you can't beat this you know I was like it was like it was fucking bad you know um so sorry anyways uh that band I don't really count my my first band that I count was called Artificial Life and we were like a um like a minor threat like Operation Ivy kind yeah, of wannabe so. band you know like it was like we were like a 80s hardcore band but like we had like ska parts yeah. I don't know how well it worked. <laughs> you know, I, I was 15, whatever. Yeah. It was cool. Um, we played a lot of like shows in that area. Yeah. But like going, what, I, what made me think about this is that like the, the youth group thing in Canisteo, which is like the next town over from Hornell. Yeah. Which is where Scott uh, is from, Scott okay. Um uh, They they had a church there. Yeah. That would have youth groups, and Scott was actually like not you know not a religious person themselves either. But would go because all of their friends would go yeah. and hang out, and all of their friends are like you know alternative kids and yeah. want to like hang out with alternative kids, you know, or yeah. punk, emo, whatever you want to call them, scene kids. Um, they'd all hang out there, and the youth group uh, pastor, whose name I cannot remember, but he was very very sweet, would let them book shows there. Sick. So like I met Scott through Artificial Life playing at that church. Okay. In like 2007, yeah, or something like you know, like that's yeah. like a super cool thing. And like, yeah, he was super cool. Let the kids do whatever they wanted to do, like obviously within reason, but yeah. and would let them have shows every time to time. And like, basically every band I was in in high school played one of those cool. one of those shows, you know. Yeah. Well, and I mean, all age shows are super important, and it oh, sucks that right absolutely. now it's. Uh, <laughs> not really happening nope. here or maybe it is in kids basements that I don't know cuz I'm you know cuz it'd be weird if I did know them after well especially I mean if I knew them from shows that's one thing but I I also like kind of took a little bit of a break pre-covid so it was 
seems like it was longer for me, just because I mean I was so burnt out. But oh, dude, totally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that makes total sense. I think it's, I think it's a weird, like it's it's a weird thing to like think about that the all ages shows really don't exist here. And like you said, like it'd be a we- it, how would you like kind of yeah. infiltrate? You know, like you can't. We talk about this at, at Only Shallow Practice all the time. Like Matt, uh, our singer, and I do, because like, you know, how do you, how do you go you, as a as an adult male? Yeah. How do you go to a high school and like hand out flyers? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you can't. You're, you're gonna be like, hey man, you want to come to this hardcore show? Yeah. You know, like, you know, have a kid be like. What the fuck is that? Like, who are you? You know, yeah. I'd be like, I'm 30, and I'm yeah. <laughs> handing out flyers to kids. Like, I, you know, you can't do that. So it's yeah, it's a weird thing to like have not ha- to not have kids of a younger generation kind of coming in. Yeah, while like everyone who was the younger generation is now like, yeah, 30, 31, 32. Yep. Like, you know, totally fine, totally active and in it still. But like, there's yeah. there's no younger wave. So like. You know, is it going to die out? Is is shit going to stop happening? Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping that... I mean, I know that it seems like in Syracuse, there's a lot of young... Dude, it's... Dudes... Awesome. ...starting bands. And I'm like... Even though it's not really the circumstantially how I want to move to Syracuse... Yeah. um, I'm definitely planning on trying to get to shows, you know, when I can while I'm out there. Because, like... I mean, I I know Dylan and I know Justin pretty well. And so it's like... You know, I want to experience a different city scene because I've been here for a yeah. long time. Yeah, I mean, dude, like, they, and, you know, in Syracuse, like, those kids just care. Yeah. You know, and, like, I, I, people can people can give them shit as much as they want and, make, and can pick on whatever they're doing, and that's and that's fine, but, like, what the fuck are you doing, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. They, they, you know, they all really care, and they all yeah. just, like, like what they're doing and like hanging out and seeing friends and, like, playing in bands together and, cre- and creating new shit together. And I think it's, I think it's awesome. And like, you know, getting to do the, the thrill record that like, we just did, like the seven inch, like super cool, you know, yeah. like those songs are really good. And like Dylan and Lucas really give a shit about their band and what yeah. they do. And you know, that like, that's, that's the, like those kids are like the, the new blood, you know, and yeah. they're, they're doing it right. Cause they're getting younger kids into it. And like, yeah. You know, I wish we had the option for the uh, option, whatever. I wish we had the chance to be, to be able to do that here without it being like, again, like yeah, you know, yeah. You know. I mean, it when when there were shows happening, like it would kind of happen naturally, where like people would just totally, you know. I mean, and some of that's just because there's so few you know places where like young kids can yeah. play yeah. and like yeah. I've had I've had the idea for a long time. Like, <clears throat> I want I've always wanted to like be able to play like like skateboard like skate jams i guess you know like i don't know how to like make that sound better (laughs) but like i think that kind of shit is really cool because that that brings in you know so many different people and like with this with with only shallow what we're doing like as much as i like you know i like being able to play the the idea of being able to play like bug jar fucking wherever here that's awesome but like I'd rather play something like that outside to, like, yeah. young kids who are, like, skateboarders who are, yeah. like, oh, cool, I'm hearing this loud, aggressive thing while I'm skating, and it's getting me pumped, and it's yeah. like, oh, dude, like, I'm watching you, and I'm getting pumped, you know, like, yeah. I just, like, oh, I didn't mean no, to no, 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 I was just gonna say, I just think it's, I think, I think that, like, that idea is super cool, and, like, I wish more things like that would happen, Yeah, you know? There were, there were a bunch of young kids at Punk's Picnic. Were there? That's um, awesome. Like, kids that I didn't know, and then, that looked a lot younger than, like, us. Yeah. So, 
Um, you know, I don't know how they found out about mm-hmm. it, but I mean, I mean, I, I mean, it, it makes sense too. Like after a year of there being like no shows, and if you're under twenty one. It's what, hard to get yeah, get into what, any of the shows. Go? What are you going to do? Like, if you see a flyer for Punk's Picnic, yeah, I mean, I, I would have been there, too. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, and it sucks. We, we were supposed to play that, and I think we just, like, I don't I don't remember what the circumstance was, but, like, we just had to drop the show, and I, and I, I but I, I've never been to one, either, and that was, okay. like, the thing yeah. is, like, I've always had to work, or something, like, stupid has come up where I just haven't, haven't been able to go, and, uh, you know, I, I wanted to, I wanted to come out, and I Oh yeah, I think there was a there was that benefit show was that day too. It was. It was That's the same right. day. Yeah. Okay. And, and I, I wanted to go to both, and then didn't make it to the second. And yeah, I ended up going to that. Yeah. Yeah, and so that that that's another thing that happened too is that we ended up having to drop. I went to that. That's so. Yeah. So I haven't been able to go to one, but I've always thought it was really cool, and it's a super cool idea. And that first band that I talked about that I was in. Yeah. We did something like that when I I think it was like our drummer's like 18th birthday, so like we just like sat up in a in one of the parks in Hornell yeah. and like had like a, a baby birthday party and like played yeah you know oh, and, like, rules. that was it was cool and like so like that idea has always been super cool to me and it's cool that like, yeah. they do that here just haven't been able to make one yet I guess yeah we've been I mean that's like it's always interesting too I mean it's hard to find places for shows like period for all ages yeah. and like like anywhere but I feel like it's when you grow up in rural areas you kind of end up playing a lot of weird places. Yeah, totally. Like, um, you know, somebody's like having a party in their barn in February, and yep. you play your set, but you're out of tune the whole fucking yep. time, like shit like that. Yep. That's like I don't know, just different from the experience. If you know there are, you know, if there are like actual venues, dude. Like that. Yeah, that's like that's like the thing about like growing up, like where where like you know we did, like. You know, Scott and myself and the other, you know, group of friends that I had growing up, um, excuse me, you know, when we, when we were starting bands and playing in bands, like, there weren't places, there's not, like, bars to play in right now, you know, and, like, so, like, that first band, like, we would play, we play, like, we play, like, probably ten shows, maybe, and, like, it's, like, a birthday party and, like, you know, a school dance and, like, um... Yeah, like there was like this thing called Y Fest that like they held the YMCA, like, okay. like the Hornell YMCA, yeah. and like we played one of those. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like stuff like that. But then like or like a, like, a, like the high school battle of the bands that was another one. that was another one that we had. So yeah. like every band that I was in basically played one of those, you know, <laughs> so we could play a show. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, like you know, like we had to like find places and make places and like yeah, you know, I can't tell you how many times that like. I've had to set up my gear in that high, that high school gym, you yeah. know, or it's like, okay, it's gonna yeah. sound like shit, but here we go, you know. So yeah, yeah, it's weird. It's weird to think about because like now living up here and having been up here for like ten years at this point, yeah, you know, like I can walk to Bug Jar night of the week and be like, I could see something, yeah, you know. But like in Hornell, it was like there there at one point in time there were like there was like two other metal bands, yeah, like bad metal bands, you know, like. <laughs> whatever but um they would like rent out the elks lodge yeah and they would have shows there so like artificial life our first show was one of those shows okay because we were just these young kids and we were like we're in a band too (laughs) you know can we play your show and they were like yeah it's cool man and then like we played our 12 minute set you know and it's just like fast punk songs and uh they were like, that's cool, man. That's yeah, nice. that's, that's cool. That's, that was fast. It's like, yeah. thanks, man. <laughs> my mom's here to pick me up. You know, like, had to, like, fucking pack my gear up and leave after yeah. after the fact. And, like, 
but yeah, like that didn't really exist when they stopped booking shows at that lodge, which was like probably six months after we played mm-hmm. that show. We like had to start playing in people's basements, yeah. which you know tells all this time, but like mm-hmm. weird in, in that sense because yeah. like <laughs> you know we're gonna play this basement and you know the same eight people are gonna show up who would be at our practice, you know, hanging out with us and like eating pizza and shit, you know. Yeah, I think that. Like, obviously, that stuff is, like... Like, that stuff happening is, like, super important to, like, oh, this whole... totally. DIY culture. I think when you look at... And I, I mean, obviously, I'm, like, super nostalgic for Vineyard because that was, like... Absolutely. ...home for me. Yeah. Um, but, like, there are certain benefits to it being an actual thing as far as, like, certain, you know... Obviously, the cops still bothered us, but I'm sure we probably got away with more being an established thing totally. than if we were just doing random house shows there yeah. and also too like the accessibility um uh, you know i think that's something that's kind of you know a forgotten thing in totally. punk culture is like it's kind of ableist and so like having a spot where you know where anybody can come in yeah. is like super rad and i i like want to see um more of that type of accessibility in, like, in, like, punk. I completely agree, dude. Like, I think it's, like, you know, you... you <clears throat> everyone talks about, like, gatekeeping, yeah. you know, and, like, you can joke about that shit, and, and it's, you know, some of it's funny, but it's, like, you know, the yeah. people who actually do that shit is... That, that's lame. So, like, yeah. if, you're having thi- if you're having things go on places, and, like, not everyone can get in, you yeah. know, like, for, like, for like that, that reason, that's dumb. Like, you, why yeah. don't you want to be able to share this shit with the people that like who are excited to see it you yeah. know what I mean not have the same three bozos standing in the fucking back corner with their arms crossed and be yeah. like that's my fucking friend's band it's like yeah. cool man we get it but like you know like this person couldn't get in because whatever reason you know yeah. like that's just lame I think that's fucking dumb yeah yeah um so I mean we'll, we'll jump back into more like your you know your uh History. Oh, dude, we, if you uh, we we fucking went way far. <laughs> dude, it's all good. It's, cool. it's rad. Cool. Um, so was was Night Terror like the first band that you did where you like played outside of the area? Yeah, yeah. So um, <clears throat> Night Terror was uh, we actually so we we started ten years ago, like around this time. Okay. And uh, you know, it was the first band that any of us had been in. Um, outside of living in, in Horn Island, Cannon Steel, because yeah. uh, myself, Jake, who played drums, Scott, and uh, Matt Cole, the old guitarist, or the the, the other guitarist, mm-hmm. um, we were all, we all four of us are from that area. Okay. And Ethan uh, was from, like, Honey Falls. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, we, we, uh, it was, that was the first band that any of us had been in that, that ever played outside of like our yeah. Hornell area or whatever and we and we played we actually played down there a handful of times and like the shows were kind of fucking sick which was yeah. very weird but um yeah we like, that was the first time any of us had the opportunity to like travel mm-hmm. and play shows and uh you know travel outside of like New York State we I think yeah. we did like two two or three weekends or something two weekends yeah. and one of them in Pennsylvania too right. or something and it was really cool it was a lot of fun you know but yeah. it was also really really stressful because that band was just too many cooks in the kitchen you know yeah. too, a, a bomb waiting to detonate at basically any time <laughs> so how many how many releases did you guys do 
so we technically have a a cassette, just a, okay. a single demo, which yeah. has like five songs on it, um, or six songs. Uh, I think I have that. Per, yeah, you, you, just like the white, black and white yeah, cassette, yeah. yeah. Um, but we we there's like two or three versions of that, just okay. because like we did one ourselves, I did one myself. Like not not even so like under the story it was way before that yeah I did one like myself in my bedroom like dubbed everything myself yeah and then this label called DIY Noise from okay. California did so, like a run of fifty of them okay so there's like a few different versions and then there's yeah. like some weird like CD that we had at like one of our first shows that had like two really bad versions of some of those songs I think I have that too actually. okay <laughs> it, it might I think Ethan like went and like to the Honey I Falls library and like tore up a bible and like put like bible ver- pa- passages okay. in the city yeah. um I don't, I don't know if i have that one but i'm not sure sh- I, I, I feel like i would remember that but i do have a cd that okay. was like it's like put together with like i think the cover was like like brown cardboard maybe oh maybe that's stapled that's uh so that's a run of cds that i did at my house okay. as well just because i had those like those brown uh, yeah. CD CD sleeves. Yeah, I mean that's I mean I mean you've seen enough the like I actually just happened to see this the other day like that's how we put out the Endangered Youth album. Yeah, I, remember, I, remember, like, I think I have one of those. Uh, it's just kind of whatever we had like the Treadwater release like I had a bunch of these DVD cases. Yeah, exactly. Like, like it's like that that was the thing yeah. I had like, a bunch of the Night Terror ones or the the ones from that CD like laying around in my house, and I just like made twenty CDs or something. Yeah, I like, bought like a stack of CDs and like had them at shows for like yeah. probably a buck you know because yeah. i was like whatever um so yeah we only had we only had the one one actual cassette uh and we we had we originally had like we're trying to record a se- like an actual ep like a second a second yeah. ep um and we went, we went to the studio in canandaigua and they the, the, it was like a for a, a kid's class final or something you had to like record okay. mix, for like mix, flcc or something yeah yeah i feel like every um, like i feel like a lot of people i've talked to have like done like one-off recordings with someone from FLC. It's, 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 it was kind of a, it was kind of a fucking scam. Like, it, like, mm. he, the kid, like, didn't know what he was doing, really, and, mm. like, uh, we, he needed, like, 20 minutes of music, and we only had, like, 16 minutes of new music that we wanted to record, <laughs> and so we had, like, we record two old songs, and, like, it was just a, it was just a mess, Weird. and, like, yeah, it was, it was a whole thing, and we, we had to do it over, like, three graveyard shifts, so like, we'd get there at ten, and would have to be there until four a.m. That sounds terrible. Awful. It was awful. It was like the 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 worst like recording experience of my life. Being yeah. like, I worked all day, had like seven hours between that, so I could like take a nap yeah. and then have to wake up and record all night. It was like we did it three times, and it was hell. <sighs> but uh, yeah. So we had like the second EP planned, and then things kind of just like fell apart. Yeah. Um, and like I think a few a few years ago I like released one of those songs just okay. online. Um yeah. the only one that was like sounds okay <laughs> and like the mix was like yeah. fine yeah. but it's like su- a super rough demo, you know. Yeah. Um but yeah, and that was it. So it was like, the final nail in the coffin was that that session basically yeah. and like internal band yeah. bullshit, you know. I I'm, I'm just imagining it all like fell apart over that one recording yeah and somewhere there's a some kind of monster style documentary about <laughs> my hair laying around cause I would watch it 
Thanks, man. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> you get a lot of uh, a lot of us uh, fucking hanging out in the spit in the old Echo Tone space. Yeah. Sweating. Well, it's I mean, good. that's that's all of this uh, that new Beatles documentary is. It's literally just. Cool. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> literally just them sitting around and talking and. Huh. Like maybe five minutes of it is interesting, like creative stuff, and then. I haven't. <clears throat> I haven't seen any of that yet. I don't think I need to. No. Okay. Okay. No. Cool. I, you know, I, I was listening to podcasts, mm-hmm. uh, and not even about that, but people on podcasts I listened to were talking about it. I was like, you know, like I, I'm not like, I, I like late period Beatles. Like okay. I'm not one of these like hate on the Beatles all the time guys. Yeah. Um, and mostly I'm just interested. I'll watch. I'll watch pretty much any music doc. Like I'm. I've watched tons of music docs of bands similar. I don't okay. like or care about, and so yeah. like it's like oh I'll I'll put it on. Because I was just like house sitting and not doing anything. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's like not a. It's not a. Not an essential watch. N- no, like, okay. like <laughs> I, I don't know. Like I feel like if you're a like serious Beatles fan. I'm not. Yeah. Really. No, you're good then. So. Uh, I, I was just like, oh, I'll check it out, and it was yeah, it was, it was crazy. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's, it's nuts. This this corner is. I mean, I've said it on other podcasts. You uh-huh. probably heard like, there's always you know. Like, a, there's a siren in almost every episode. Cool. It's just, you know, cool. it's just another another character in the podcast. <laughs> like, guess there's, It's a guest appearance. Yeah, always, there's yeah. nowhere where you can get away from the noise here. That's another thing that's been nice about living way out in the suburbs. Oh, I'm, I'm sure it's, it's so awesome. quiet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, now I lost where we were. Uh, Are we talking about Night Terror? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, and then music documentaries. Music documentaries, yes. Uh, what's your favorite music documentary? Um, wow. That's, well, I, when I was a little younger, and before I'd play shows in bands growing up, I used to um, watch American Hardcore Okay. every single time, just because it would get me excited. Yeah. And, like, you know, being... Oh, man. really blustery out there. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> wild. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'd watch American Hardcore before uh, I'd play every single show that I... Played in, basically in bands in high school, and uh, yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll say that I think yeah. that's really, really good. It's a really good look on uh, in, into the world of what that, you know, where everything started, yeah. where it came from. So, yeah, I feel like when I was younger, that was like one of those things where anytime you'd bring it up, there'd be some other like gatekeepy dude oh, that'd be God, like, "Have you read the book? The book's got way more shit." In. Yeah, like, we, of course yes, it does. <laughs> absolutely, it's a book, man. Yeah, no, uh, it's, I feel like I've I heard that like. From like three different people, and I'm like, I, yes. I mean, and I did eventually read the book, yeah, right, and yeah, there's a ton. Yeah, there's it's great. Way so, more the whole chapter info. of the Misfits. It's great. Yeah, but yeah, it's just one of those like weird like gatekeepy things. Totally. <laughs> I hope that some of that, and I feel like it is like some of that is like lesser now post COVID. Like you know, I, f- I feel like oh I didn't mean no no no. Uh, I was just gonna say like I feel like things are like things are so different when you're out with people socially. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, like, I know this person, like, 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 a year and a half ago or two years ago, if I saw them out, would we, like, were we cool enough that we would say hi? Yeah. Or, like, sure. have a conversation? And I'm finding myself talking to more people because it's like, oh, like... Uh, how are you? I don't know yeah, how right. to operate in social situations right. anymore because right. I spent a year... Yeah. You know, not not in my house, yeah. and then just having like super small interactions. It's yeah, dude. It's it definitely is hard. As it, I like the last year plus of being home, like yeah. 
I've become way more of a shut-in than I ever yeah. was before. And, uh, you know, it's it's something that, like, I'll, I'll make plans, or, like, I'll someone will ask me to make plans, like, friends at work or whatever, and, like, you know, and they all call me on it all the time, too, but, yeah. like, every, t- every time someone's like, oh, we, we, we should all go do this, are you going to actually come? And I'll be like, <laughs> ah, maybe. yeah, maybe, yeah. but, like, no, I'm probably not, because yeah. I just, that's, unfortunately, like, I like being home now. Yeah. And, but... You know, on the other side, of, on the other side of that, like, I love hanging out and talking yeah. to people and meeting people, and like, with when it comes to like people who you know don't aren't inviting, yeah, you know, like that sucks. Like, why yeah. why would you want to be friends with somebody that's not going to be inviting and like welcoming to like, yeah. hey, you should come to this. this yeah. you you would have a really good time. Or like, yeah. while someone's there. Why just like talk, make, make friends, yeah. meet, meet meet new people, you know, and that's like what I feel like the Syracuse kids are doing really well. It's yeah. like they're bringing new people in again, like we said, like you know, that's cool. And why yeah. would you not want that everywhere? I are guess. you are you going to the New Year's Day show? I'm, I'm trying, like yeah. I, you know, having so I have that show the night before, yeah. just or Rochester night before. Tell tell the listeners about that. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so uh, New Year's Eve at Bug Jar, um, <clears throat> Rochester, New York. Uh, there is a show, uh, Destroy Rochester 3, presented by me, Sawyer Collective, (laughs) um, and the weight we carry had to drop, unfortunately, but Leaking Head is taking their place, uh, and Last Gasp is playing, who are from Cleveland, Jell from New Jersey, uh, Exhibition, and Smash and Grab, both from Buffalo, uh, Only Shallow, my band with Scott, Juan, and Matt Nersinger. Um, and then uh, Scott, Quincy, Nigel, and uh, Dan, I believe their bassist's name is. Uh, their screamo band called Pick Number Three, My Lord. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, I saw them at that... Uh... The Greet Death, right? Yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah. Um, they're super cool. So yeah. It's like super well done, for, at least from that one show, like from what I've heard. Really well done, like post-hardcore, like classic screamo yeah so i love that shit and that's yep. super cool i know scott's all about it so yeah i'm excited to see them play again. And yeah, it's, yeah it's cool um yeah so that'll be at bug jar and it's gonna be a good time sick yeah i don't know if i'm gonna make it yeah. because it'll be out of town for holidays and you know yeah it's a weird time it, it's, it unfortunately was like one of the only dates at bug jar that i could get yeah. before oh my gosh dude it's, yeah that was wild yep um, yeah, it was like one of the only dates of Bug Jar I could get before the year was over, and I was like, yeah. well, I'll just make it nice. a big deal, you know? Um, but I'm, I'm trying to go to the Syracuse show. Uh, usually that day, like on January, I'm like on New Year's Day, yeah. um, we have like other auxiliary family shit on like my dad's side of the family, yeah. so um, try to balance <laughs> if I can, you know, and yeah. make everybody happy. Yeah. So um, I would like to go though. It's yeah. kind of a wild lineup. So yeah, I, I went two years ago, and it it just feels like no warning. That was that yeah. year, right? Yeah, okay. Uh, wild side. They That's were who right, I was okay. like real stoked about that band's from cool. the show. I, heard, um, I wish I, I don't know why I didn't go. To, oh, I didn't go to that one because I was really hungover that day. Ah, so yeah, good excuse, you know. Whatever. Yeah. That's, that does it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so okay, so night air ended. Yes. We're yes. Just jumping right back. <laughs> uh, didn't miss a beat. Yeah, what's what, what was the band after that? I don't uh, remember. Black Houses was okay, the next band. Yeah. And that was a, uh, a a kind of a doomy like yeah. we we 
always said like our our influences were like thou and like the sisters of mercy so okay. like yeah if the, if thou was like a, a like a post-punk band or a death yeah. rock band um which i i guess we kind of did okay with you know like we i, I chuck our guitarist uh very very close friend of mine tattooed on my fucking leg for the rest of my life like nice little caricature uh chuck myself jake from night terror and then ethan from night terror as well um started this band and we played like four or five shows no we probably played like 10 shows i would say at least but um you know recorded 20 minutes of music had like the four songs from their demo tape that we put out and then like one more really long song <laughs> yeah it was like probably like 15 minutes long yeah. it was just like super doomy but then like a black metal part so it was, it was just i don't know it was it was a weird mix of music but it worked really well and it yeah. like um i really enjoyed it i wish the i wish it had worked out a little longer but yeah. circumstances you know people being not great people led to the you know that band basically falling apart so mm. but what are you gonna do you know yeah. <laughs> and then uh, there was like a little bit of a gap if I remember correctly, too, before you would play. Yeah, yeah. well, so Black Houses kind of stopped, um, or, well, yeah, we started in, like, 2014 and then um, played on and off from, like, 2014 to about end of 2015. Yeah. Uh, but, like, in that time frame, um, I joined uh, the band Backbiter, from, oh, from okay. Buffalo, yeah. and I was I, we we only played two shows with with me playing guitar. Did you play with them at Bug Jar? Yes. The same night you played with Night Terror. No, that was, was it, oh, oh no wait. no that was so the show wasn't there a show with... we played together. Yeah. Right? Uh, no, that was their other guitarist at the time. Okay. Yeah. So I didn't play. I didn't start playing with them until 2015. Okay. Um, and we played a show at Sh- uh, Sugar City in Buffalo. Sick. Uh, with cool spot. Didn't they just close too? They did. They oh. did. Yeah, such a fucking bummer. That place was cool. I got to play there a handful of times, which, yeah. which was cool. Um, so Sugar City, it was uh, Cult Leader, Old Wounds, oh, um, Hollow Earth, us, and some other band. Yeah. Um, and then the next night, I had uh, Old Wounds here at Bug Jar. So we played. It was the Old Wounds, us, and Backbiter. Uh, Hideout and Reps. I think it was like one of Reps' okay. first shows. Um, I could be wrong, but I think. Yeah. Um, and that was really cool. And then we like tried writing new songs and like tried playing more shows. And it just with me driving back and forth from Rochester to Buffalo, yeah. it got hard. And like eventually everyone kind of like just wasn't about it anymore. So yeah. we just stopped. Um, and yeah. And then after that, I didn't really do much for a long time. Like I just, I fill out on bass for uh, Drews for a little like okay. one, for for like a weekend a week of shows and um, tried starting other bands and just didn't yeah. really materialize and uh, started touring a little bit with with Old Wounds and um, ended up moving to California yeah. after that yeah so yeah nothing nothing really happened in that in that like block of time like um, Playing, you know, playing, filling out on bass for Drews. That was like a, a, a one-time thing over the yeah. course of like a week, and that was fun. And you know, I probably should have practiced a little more, but uh, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't really playing bass anymore. Like I was like just oh, trying yeah. to like play anything. I, yeah. I, I wasn't like concentrating on one thing. And um, yeah, that was it was fun. And and after that, uh, 
tried before I moved to California. I, I, I tried with uh, Nick Becker and uh, Pete Doherty from Hideout. Yeah. Uh, we tried starting a band, and it was supposed to, it was supposed to sound like Paint It Black and, like, um, you know, like just, like, m- more punk hardcore yeah. bands. And uh, that's, like, what basically became Only Shallow Now. Okay. Because a, a lot of those songs, uh, like, well, two of those, two of the four songs that the three of us had written originally were, like, riffs that I, like, brought to the table and okay. was like, well, I like these still and I want to use them. Yeah. And then just when Scott, Juan, and I started jamming last year, brought them, was like, hey, I have these kind of riffs that I yeah. like, you know, and, uh, yeah, so. Sweet. Super cool, I guess. You know, it came out, came out better, I think, than, uh. It did four years ago. Not not that not that those like, you know, people Nick and Pete were like bad musicians at all. Like they're incredible. Yeah. But like, it just I feel like now that it's it's it it just is more honed in. Yeah. I just like the songs so much more. So. Well, it's it's like always a timing thing too. Like, yeah. You know I like. If I had a dollar for every band that almost started. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It it, it sucks unfortunately. Like it definitely was, you know like. We started doing that originally in 2016, and, uh, you know, like, maybe a month after we started, like, jamming and writing, we had, like, a couple of, like, maybe two songs done, and we started, like, jamming. I was like, well, I'm I'm moving, so, yeah. sorry, you know, and that was that, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we I didn't really do much from, I didn't do anything in California as far as band-related stuff. I, yeah. like, wrote and recorded a few, like, weird, like, guitar kind of pieces like yeah. uh, do you know that, that that project Super Machiner uh, it's like no. Jake from Converge and Kurt, okay. Jake, Jake and Kurt both from Converge it's like super soundscapey okay. it's it's really cool it's like there's like ambient parts and like yeah. also like weird music parts okay. so um, but I was listening to that a lot when I when so, I lived there so I was like trying to like write my own pieces yeah. like that so I have like two or three like probably four three minute long songs that are just like in my email just oh nice you know probably never gonna see the light of day but it's totally <laughs> fine um that, that's like all I did in California so um and how did you I know you talked about this on Enterprise too but how did you get connected with uh Wes from American Nightmare and uh yeah Cold so Cave? um uh the girl I had been in a relationship with uh Emily um she had worked for them okay. and uh when you know we were together um, I, they, you know, I, I started helping out doing, doing yeah. like tacking stuff and helping out doing, doing merch. And, uh, you know, I, I also worked at their bookstore okay. in California, in, in LA as well. And, um, so I got to know them a little bit and, uh, you know, I'm lucky enough to call them friends, people Sick. in my life, which is very, very cool. Um, and, uh, yeah, they, you know, they're just genuine people and yeah. they, you know, call me, give me, you know, shoot me a message whenever, um, <clears throat> You know they have East Coast things going on for yeah. either band, Cold Cave or American Nightmare, and uh, you know I'll usually t- tag along and do merch and hang yeah. out and you know get away, get out of Rochester for a couple of days. Yeah, so Dude, the, the rules. I mean, like I'm sure, like I like I know that you're like a huge American Nightmare yeah. and Cold Cave fan, yes. so <laughs> it's you know it's always cool to hear when like you know the people that you like looked up to and respect are like like real cool people, and then you get to call them friends. Yeah, like, you know. It, it never like I never would have thought that would be a thing in my life yeah. and I you know I'm very thankful and lucky that like you know those those people are so genuine and kind and yeah. 
put up with my dumbass for some reason. <laughs> so uh, you know, that's it, it's just nice. It's it's a really nice thing, and you know, getting to know those people deeper than being like, oh man, I, I love that record. You know, yeah. it's like. Hey, how are you? What's up? How you know? How how have you been? It's good yeah. to see you. You know, like yeah, the rules. Yeah, it, it, it's super sweet. So, um, yeah, I just I just got lucky. That's all yeah. it is. I just got lucky and, and ended up, you know, building a relationship with people out of it. So yeah, it's super just super friendly and yeah, fun. The rules. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, sick. Uh, and Sore Your Collective. That's been a thing since before you'd moved to California. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I started doing that in 2014 as well, uh, going back a couple of years, and um, <clears throat> you know I started it with Joe Clark. Uh, mm-hmm. We were doing some of the stuff together, and the first the first release was uh, the Drews Target Weight cassette, and uh, you know we did all those ta- copies of the tape in in Joey's bedroom, and yeah. I folded the J cards and shit, and super cool, super fun, very very taxing, you know, very yeah. like tedious but uh it was That's, it was cool i love that shit yeah like, so do i like, like i love just like hanging out like you know before going on tour or like a weekend and just like doing get banging yeah. through all of it yeah, we, yeah that's what we did with all the night like the home the the night tear tapes that we did as a band we like got ready to do a weekend went to scott's parents house to leave like the next day the next morning early yeah and just like sat and like ate pizza and like yeah like dubbed 30 cassettes in a yeah. night and we're like you know like wanting to blow our ha- our brains out because we've heard this record so many times but yeah. you know we're getting ready we're having fun you know yeah that that's cool. like like that's like the best part of being in a band yeah <laughs> like I honestly it's like agree. i mean I, like obviously there's i don't know i guess that's arguable being the best part but like just like getting to hang out and like it's more than just hanging out it's like yeah. hanging out and it's purposeful yeah and like you're just doing it with people you care about and that is awesome. I think yeah, and I'm, there's a certain like freshness and like such a, a nice fresh feeling to that when you're so, so young. You're like these are my these are my boys. You know these yeah. are like my people and uh, you know there's such a pure like that's just that's just fun. Yeah. You know and like being young, we were like 19 when we were doing that. That's just a fun thing to do. And, yeah. And, like we're just hanging out. So you know and, and when we start doing the the label. That was still the idea, you know, and uh, we just, you know, unfortunately, Joey got busy with, with Drew's and, like, just life stuff and work, yeah. and, you know, I, I didn't have a band, I wasn't doing anything, so I kind of, like, put my time into doing the label. Yeah. And, like, that was a big part of, from, like, 2014 to 2016, and then, like, you know, the last handful of years, that's that's what I've really concentrated on yeah. and put a lot of time into, just because, you know, I have to keep myself busy yeah and keep myself like creative and stuff especially the last year like you know have a have a reason to get up every day and be like cool okay well i you know i i don't want to get out of bed because like i can't go and do anything and like you know i'm sitting at home all the time it was like last year was the was the most we've done as a label i think since we started you know at all i think there was like seven releases last year the rules which is like a, a lot you know and like very stressful but like at the end of the day, it's like you hold that in your hand. Like the, the first time I held that Drowse LP in my hand, yeah, I was like emotional, you know, because like at that point we I've been doing this for like six years and only done tapes and only done like lathes and stuff, and I've been collecting records since I was twelve. Yeah. You know, my like my first record was uh, Rancid uh, Radio Radio Radio. It's like it was like a okay. seven a seven Sick. inch, yeah. 
Um, so like, I've been collecting records since I was a, a, a kid. So like holding something in my hands that was like, I put time into this and like these are like my fucking people that I like, you know, believe in. You yeah. know, and like I, 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 this is like super cool. It was a, a really emotional moment. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was. It's just super cool to like, at the end of the day, hold the physical product in your hand and be like, this looks fucking good. I'm yeah. very happy with this. And you know, I've never, I've never gotten something back and been like, God damn like that sucks you know yeah like, so it's like even if it even if there's something that would you even if something came back and there was something you didn't like about it the fact that it exists yeah is still totally. like amazing yeah it's it's a real nice feeling to be able to like just have that physical product that you like obviously care of so much about in your hands you know and yeah i try to make sure that i i hold on to like at least two copies of everything because you know you never know when like so you know some kid might reach out to you and be like hey man like i really like this weird cassette that you, yeah. you, know, you put out in like 2012 or two, whatever do you have any more left because like i've done that you know I've, yeah. I've reached out to like stupid bands that like no one gave a shit about yeah and i've been like hey like i really like this and i want to have a copy of this you know do you have any more more oftentimes than not it's like hey yeah, we don't have those, you know. And it's five hundred dollars on this. Yeah, house. exactly. Yeah. Like, right. And I'm like, okay, cool. I got <laughs> I got some pension pennies this month, you know. But like, yeah, I try to make sure I hold on to like a couple copies of everything because of that reason, you know. And yeah. like, there are some things that I have like one copy of, which yeah. sucks. But like, at the end of the day, I just it, I I I would prefer people who want things have them, and like, because that's how I am as a collector. Like, I when I want something, I just like want to have it, you know. It's yeah. like especially with records I, you know if, if I if I find it if I find a band and I hear the 7 inch and I'm like I have to buy this 7 inch like immediately yeah. I do that you know so I hopefully can create the same atmosphere yeah. or you I think, know I think that like as everything has become more digital mm -hmm. I feel like all of those things are just going to become more and more valuable totally. like not just in like you know price but also just like the way we as fans like treasure them yeah it's like there's so there's just like less music on physical media now so well, yeah and that and I guess that's been a big thing for me since I've been a kid is like you know I I of course like as we all did you know we all hopped on the Napster or, yep. or LimeWire or FrostWire or whatever wave and downloaded you know so much shit yeah but like there's something so special to me about holding on to a physical piece of media like whether it's a zine or, you know, or a, a cassette or a CD yeah. or a, a, a record, whatever. There, there's something so special because it's like someone someone put their time and their money and, like, their, their like, bl the blood, sweat, and tears, you know, yeah. like, idea. Like, they put a lot of time into that. Wind is really whipping around out there. The, yeah. I don't know if there's, like, a... Tornado? Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. <laughs> Anyways... <laughs> Um, yeah, like, there's something so special about, like, the fact that someone put that, the effort into it. Yeah. You know, and especially, like, yes, I, I'm, I'm very picky myself, so, like, when something looks, like, really good, yeah, I'm always just, like, not, like, ne necessarily just my, like, a, a, my product, but, like, once I buy something from somebody and it looks really good, it's like, man, like, this is sick. Like, this is so cool, and there's such a special feeling about having that, and just, like, knowing that, like, you supported what this person cares about, yeah. you know? And, like, so I try to, like, make sure I buy 
stuff from other labels that I, you know, that, like our peers and friends yeah. and stuff. And like, you know, you want to make sure that you're supporting the people who act, who also care. So yeah. like it helps them continue to do, you know, what they do. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. What's your, uh, do you have a white whale record? Oh, I used to. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so it, it was Sing the Sorrow. Okay. Okay. If yeah. I Sing the Sorrow. Um, and then I, I bought it mm-hmm. at Record Archive in okay. 2015. Okay. <laughs> they posted it on their Instagram. I was there. I, I was there within eight minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, like, <laughs> got home from work, was laying on the couch, like, at my old apartment, <clears throat> apartment and, uh, like, put my pants back on and was out of the house <laughs> in eight minutes to get that fucking record. Um, so I had that, and ha- when I moved to California, I had to sell it. Uh, uh, sold it to a close friend, sold it to uh, Chloe from uh, Low Faith, okay. um, who we did a release for. Uh, but, so, sold it, and have not been able to refine it at the price that I paid. Okay. Yeah. You know, since then, <laughs> um, and I sold it for very cheap. Like I like I had I needed money to like yeah. move into my apartment and like let it go for like stupid cheap. Unfortunately, I, I understand. Right now is one of those times for, which I'm not. I like promised myself a long time ago to never sell record any of my records. <laughs> And, like, I don't spend a lot of money. Like, I just, I spend money, I have to spend money elsewhere. Yeah. Um, But, like, I don't know, if I have it, and I even like it a little bit. It's it's staying. I just, uh, yeah. Yep, I do, I I understand. I sold so many records living in California. Like, all of my Alkaline Trio records, like, especially the ones that were, like, not cheap. like, Like, ones that I've had for a long time that, like, not gonna find them for a good price ever again, you know? Yeah. And, like, so I, I sold all that shit, and I sold, like, all of my AFI shit. Yeah. Stuff that, like, the heavy hitters for me, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where, like, that's, those are things that, like, I shouldn't have sold, but I needed to, you know? Yeah. Um, but so I, so I, I sold Sing the Sorrow, and there's been a, a, a bootleg of it going around mm. recently, like, in the last, like, couple of months, uh, and I was able to get two of those <laughs> so i was able to get two of those from various sources and uh totally fine like the 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 artwork's a little wonky like it's, mm-hmm. it looks good but like they they use like a wrong era image of the band <laughs> like it, it, whatever it's fine but the 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 lps sound good so yeah. i was like totally fine like i i bought a second copy because i'm not going to play one of them just in case i have to sell it <laughs> unfortunately like i know yeah. i can you know whatever um, but yeah, it was that one for a long time, and uh, I can't really think of much else. White whale. Well, I mean, there's no. That's not true. The uh, no uh, sundials. Yeah, sundial seven inch okay. alkaline trio. That's yeah. like that's one for me that um, when when needle drop opened mm-hmm. in 2011, uh, he had the Russ had both sundials and for your lungs only. Someone traded them into him, and it was like I was I went in one of the first like maybe three or three weeks it was open and you know he was asking like what bands I was into and stuff and I was like oh, I love Alkaline Trio and he fucking pulls those two records out and was yeah, like yeah, yeah. how about 300 bucks for the pair <laughs> which is like pretty pretty fucking cheap for those you know yeah. like so he was like how about 300 and I was like young and I had like college money like scholarship money you know because I was in college at the yep. time 
And I was like, no, I can't do that. Like, <laughs> that's too much money, you know. And now I kick my fucking self because <laughs> that record is like, like Sundials is 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 something that I I'm, I'm miss. It's one of the few records of theirs that I'm missing now okay. that I bought because I've had to buy everything else back. Yeah. Um, but I got Fear Your Lungs only like last year when we first got like a stimulus check. Oh, nice. Someone had it on Discogs for like. 80 bucks and I was like I, I I have to buy this like I, I literally cannot pass this up and I bought it and I got it and was like cool into the into the collection you go you nice. know what I mean like good so yeah mine is so weird is it dude so like there's like this like Christian musician okay. Michael W. Smith okay I know who super, he is yep. yeah super Absolutely. cheesy like Friends with George W. Bush, not somebody I really like. Sure. Want to support whatever? Absolutely. But he put out a Christmas record in 1989. Okay. That is just wall to wall bangers. Okay. Okay. Um, and and listened to that album and okay. I was like, this is the best fucking Christmas record ever. And John's just like, <laughs> he was like, no, he's like, this is the best fucking record of all fucking time. <laughs> so like, but uh, yeah, so. They only it came out in 1989, but okay. they only did a UK pressing. Weird. Hmm. And so I can't find one in the US like for under three hundred dollars. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Which so it's like a super weird I niche would, record. Wouldn't have expected that. Yeah. That's crazy. no. That's and I think just because it's so weird and I can't find it. Yeah. And it seems like something that would just like like if I didn't know there wasn't a pressing for it. I would just think, oh yeah, that's probably in every used record store ever. Yeah, yeah. Um, so now that's my okay. super weird white whale record. I I respect that. I do. Yeah. I, you know, I, I like I like when like that's like the, the the shit that people are like trying to find. Yeah. More so, just because like you can you can go on any you know stupid yeah record website and find a thousand you know AFI records. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, and that's that's kind of why like I've like become obsessed with it because it's not like a, it's also not a cool collectible record as far as like within like the circles that I yeah yeah okay. would be looking for records right. Um, it's just a it's just a weird piece of like <laughs> yeah yeah it's and just, like that it's like it like goes back to my childhood because my parents had that album on cassette and yeah, played sure. it like a ton at Christmas time of course so I mean yeah like stuff like that I mean I also I tracked down a. I don't know, it was like a, some weird, like, department store Christmas, like, collection. Okay. That my parents played a ton. I, you may have seen it, I posted on Instagram. Like, my parents played it a ton on cassette. Okay. And so, like, all those songs bring me back to, like, Christmas time in, yeah. my, in my childhood. Dude, that shit's cool. Like, yeah. That's like, you know, like, there's there are reasons that, like, records and, like, pieces and moments in, the, in your life, like, you know, hit you, hit you so hard when you find things like that, you know? Yeah. So, like... So I yeah I track that down on vinyl. That's super cool. So I've got yeah. that now. So, like I don't know my my collection isn't crazy, but it's like I don't know I've got a lot of little weird things in there that like mean a lot to me. Yeah, like, I I completely get that. Yeah. And that's like you know like when I first started collecting records, that's how like how I was you know yeah. like my first my first records that I bought were like that rancid seven inch. Um, I ordered from Lookout Records. I ordered. Uh, uh, Green Day's Slappy EP. Okay. Uh, it was like one of probably the, the last times that Lookout pressed that seven inch themselves. Yeah. Um, so it was like two thousand. It was like right 
2005 was right when American Idiot came out. So I, and I, like, I had a money order. And I, I money ordered <laughs> Bookout Records, and they sent me back to the 7 inch. Yeah, rules. Um, and then, like, uh, Common Rider. I don't know if you remember the, the band that Jesse Michaels from Operation Ivy yeah. was in. Yeah. Yep. So, um, same, same deal. I, I money ordered Bookout Records, and they sent me, which I'm going to assume this is what this was, but I'm not super <laughs> sure. So they, like, took forever to send me this record. Yeah. Like, months and I was like you know even as a kid I was like 13 I was like emailing them like like I'm just checking to see where this is like, I want to make sure it didn't get stolen or whatever um, I'm gonna assume that they either were sold out of the record or like I bought the very last one that they had yeah because they like sent, they, it took me forever I didn't get an email response whatever it just showed up one day and I was like that's really cool. Like, I'm really glad I didn't get ripped off. Yeah. You know, and uh, I went on their website and, like, the listing for the record was just gone from the web store. Oh, wow. So, I, they, like, they, I either, they either didn't have one and, like, they had to send me someone's personal one or, like, <laughs> I bought the last fucking one, which is funny. Yeah, the rules. Um, but, yeah, like, those are the records that I would buy as a kid, just the ones that, like, you know, I, I really, really wanted or, like, really would resonate with. But as I've gotten older, you know, you your interests change and vary. Yeah. So, like... You know, I I have I still have a bunch of records from being a kid that like I'm never gonna sell. Like, yeah. you know, I think I have uh, an old punk when I was growing up in Hornell, like an older an older punk, one of the other few humans in that area that yeah. knew anything about this. Uh, sold sold me and a bunch of uh, and like a few of my friends his collection of records for mm-hmm. like nothing, like a dollar awesome. a record. Yeah, because he was like he's like he was like yeah you know I'm I bought all this when it was coming out and. Now that the CDs are out, they're all remastered, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, so I, it was like, he sold me, like, for, like, $12, I got, like, Agent Orange, Bitch in Summer, that EP, oh. um, Milo Goes to College, from when the Descendants played here, like, he, he drove That's up and amazing. saw the Descendants yeah. at Penny Arcade. Um, Milo Goes to College, uh, This is Boston, not LA, and um, I think it was a Kraut record. Okay. Either crowd no, I'm sorry, the freeze. Okay. So like the Boston Man, the freeze. Yeah. Um, but like he like sold oh and, and the Repo Man soundtrack. Which is super cool. Yeah. So like yeah, he sold me all of those records, which are like kinda fucking sick, you know, yeah. being fourteen years old. Yeah. Like for like twelve bucks. Yeah. Which like and then he sold like one of my one of my friends got like oh and I got um How Can Hell Be Any Worse, the first Battery oh, Lynch record too. So I bought so like, yeah, for all for like twelve bucks he sold me all those records. And uh one of my homies Kyle got um, GI by the Germs, and uh, I, Kyle got the Kraut record, and then I think he got like a Circle Jerks record too. So yeah. like this dude just had all this stuff, and was just like, "Yeah, I'm good, you know. Like I have CDs, I'm I'm fine." So, <laughs> um, you know, and then obviously from there, I just started collecting all kinds of yeah stupid shit. But yeah, how big is your tape collection? It's getting there. <laughs> it's uh, it's definitely like um, I have a few like totes. Yeah. Uh, like stackable totes, and I think I have like four of them full of tapes. Yeah. And they're like not like deep, but they're like, you know, probably like six, seven, eight inches deep. Yeah. So, it's not terrible. But then I also have like a, a wall, a wall hanging one. Dude, I, I I scored one of those. They are not fucking cheap. No. Dude, no. I scored one of those. Somebody gave it away on Craigslist. That's awesome. Yeah. That's and so that's cool. where I got my like the hundred tape. Like, oh, that's so sick. I was... Like, that, that, those are not cheap. Super it's, stoked it's to, crazy. to find that, yeah. 
that rules. It's, it's been a good year for curb finds for oh, me. That's awesome. I'm sure. Like I got that dude, the drum kit that I'm playing. Oh, that's <laughs> you know, I saw you post about. You know, it's funny as I think the same day you posted about like finding that. Yeah. I walked by that kit on the way home <laughs> from work. It was like on like Pearl, right? Yeah. 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 I saw that and was like, that looks really familiar, but I wasn't super sure. Yeah. Damn, that's funny. I don't know, I don't know whose it was, yeah. but like, they posted in like the Buy Nothing group, and I, like, I think I saw it, like, within the first two minutes it was posted, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, uh, hey sweetheart, I'm, I'm leaving, I'll be yeah. back. Like, that's awesome. Yeah, so that's how, I mean, it, it's not great, but it's like a, you know, I've never played drums before, so like. Yeah, it's a It's great, a kit. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's a yeah, good starter kit, at least. All you know. of the, you know, all the pieces are there, so. That's, yeah. that's, yeah, it's sick. I mean, how could you dude, complain about that? That's dude, great. Dude, the, the free section on Craigslist is. That's awesome. I've never even, I've never even thought about looking at that. Like, yeah, that and like that buy, uh, like buy nothing on, on Facebook, huh. it's uh yeah, I would yeah. like to. I would like to see if I can find one of those cassette hangers for myself yeah. because I would like to eventually size down the amount of totes that I have in our. Yeah. With like a, our our second bedroom in our in our apartment is um like, basically, our office room. So yeah. like all the Sawyer stuffs in there. All of Katie's like, art stuff is in there. Like yeah. The dog bites back prints and stuff. Um, <clears throat> so like. I would like to not have all those totes, <laughs> you know, like, and I'm sure she would also appreciate, you know, having an actual room. Yeah. So, yeah. That'd yeah. Be nice. Yeah. I, I was, like, real excited when tapes started, like, kind of coming back, like, more of them. Dude, like, totally. Like, um, because it's like, you know, it's, it's like vinyl, too. Like, it's, uh, that's like, the first music that I bought was on cassette. Cassette, absolutely. Because it was, like, before CDs were everywhere yep. and I was a kid. Yep. So, like, that's, you know... Also, it's, like, so much cheaper than record collectors. Oh, yeah, I, I fucking know. Like, it's, it's just been, uh, like, a much... You know, I, I've spent way more money on cassettes than I have on, on records, I think. I, and, I feel that. I um, Collectively, but my collection is much larger. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, like, you know, like, when I was a kid, like, the first thing, the first taste of music that, like, I remember, like, you know, holding on to were, like, a Backstreet Boys cassette. Like, yeah. you know, my mom would take me to Walmart <laughs> when I was growing up, you know, and, like, I'd go into the electronics section and, like, I, I like, vividly remember holding up, like, a Backstreet Boys cassette. Probably whatever the one that has, like... I want it that way. Ah, uh, maybe, or yeah, what's... Maybe it was the one after that, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like... Oh my God, we're back again. Whatever that one is, like I don't, I, I remember every, the song, everybody but... is that the song? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. that's a fucking, that's, that's kind of a dude, hit, the, dude. They're they're bangers. Like, yeah, they, it was they like got some so, hits, man. it was like so cool to hate on all that shit back then, and now I'm like, some of it slaps. Okay, like I, I DJ'd a wedding for some friends like, okay. a couple of years ago, and a lot of the playlists I ended up making were like late '90s, like. Dude. So, boy band jams some of that shit slaps yeah. like we actually so we we listen not to completely divert but we uh you know we listen to music in the kitchen at work in yeah. Town all the time and um you know whatever whoever's on the grill usually is the playlist dj yeah you know, the, the, the master of, of the the speaker um the bluetooth master uh yeah so usually you know like and and i have a i have a pretty like very like predictable Jared playlists. Yeah. Like, I, I make new ones all the time, but there's always, like, probably the same, like, Bonzo Goes to Bitburg. Like, that Ramon song is probably yeah. on 9,000 of my playlists, you know? <laughs> but, like, sometimes, if, like, I have, like, a wild hair on my ass, you know, like, I'll, I'll toss on, like, Britney Spears, like, Greatest Hits. Yeah. Which is rare, but it happens, you know? 
Um, and some of those, like, some of those hits, man, some of those Britney yeah, hits hit are, real like, hard. real good, you know? Like, uh, remember the movie Drive Me Crazy? It's like Melissa Joan yeah. Hart. Remember how that, like, the Britney Spears song was, like, the, the song for the movie? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, that song slaps. Yeah. That shit is great. Yeah. No, it's, I like that, like, I feel like we've kind of moved past that type of gatekeeping. Totally. Where, totally. like, and, and some of that maybe is just because we're, like, you're, you're almost 30 and I'm yeah. in my 30s and I just don't care no, yeah, about exactly. it anymore. Dude. Like, so, like, yeah, like, it, like what you like, being punk isn't about being gatekeepy about not yeah. liking pop music. Exactly, like, what's, what's more fucking punk than just liking what you like? Yeah. Who cares, you know? Like, and that's, like... You know, when I was 18, 19, sure, I'd have been like, yo, that shit fucking sucks. But now, you know, it's just like, it's catchy for a fucking reason. It's good for a reason. It's like, it's the same idea as like, I had, we had this conversation at work like a couple of days ago, um, the new Cowboy Bebop series. Okay. Yeah. uh, The, the live action series, Mm -hmm. right? Um, you know, people are like mixed reviews. I I know it got canceled yesterday. Like they're they're not making a season two or something. Uh, people are, like, complaining about it, or, like, you know, there's, people are pumped on it, but, like, and I, I've heard people talk shit about the original, like, the actual, like, anime, Yeah. and it's, like, well, people talk shit because it's, like, too accessible, or, like, you know, like, that's, that's plebe shit, and it's, like, well, yeah. no, man, it's, 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 it's accessible because it's good, Yeah. and, like, people care about it, and, like, it's well, it's well-written, well-done, it's, it's, there, there's a reason that it's a good, like, you know, it opens the the gateway. Yeah. So like, I don't I don't know. I think it's it's funny that when people who complain about boy band shit, it's like, well, it's not nineteen ninety nine anymore. Yeah, exactly. Like, and like, you know. it's it's catchy. It's yeah. fucking. There's a reason that people are like, it's on the fucking radio because it's it's good. You yeah. know, and like, yeah, like it's not what you like. You're not what you care about, and that's fine. But yeah. like. There's a reason that it's uh, it sells 75 million records, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... I was talking with... Uh, I don't remember if you've ever met my friend Tyler, Tyler Troutman. He plays in Condition... His Condition Oakland is his his band. Never met him, okay. but I've, I've seen his name I've on flyers s- a For literally so long yeah. in my life. Yeah. Well, Tyler's, like, one of my best friends. Mm-hmm. Like, one of the best dudes. Like, one of the most, like, legit, like... Like, I don't know, like, he just has such a positive attitude okay. and, like, you know, very, like, you know, just this, like, DIY shit is his life. Totally. And, uh, we were talking one day, and he's always been, like, kind of a pop-punk guy. Okay. And so I was, like, asking him about MGK and what he thought about it. And he was, like, <laughs> yeah, he, like, had, like, the, like, most mature take on it. He was, like, I don't, it's, like, it's not for me. It's not, it's not for us. That's okay, but I hope that like some kids hear it and, and pick up a guitar. Yeah. And I was like, that's that's like such a rad like outlook on that kind of stuff. I completely agree. Like um I I've so one of those songs is in the new Tony Hawk game, like the okay. Tony Hawk one and yeah. two remaster or whatever. So I've been hearing that my bloody Valentine song for fucking ever. Yeah. And I, I do not give a shit about Machine Gun Kelly. Like yeah. but those songs are catchy. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I think that dude is a cornball. Yeah. What, like, you know, whatever. If whoever likes him, I don't, that's cool. Like, you like him for a reason. I just think he's corny. Like, it's, yeah. that's totally fine. Uh, but those songs are pretty <laughs> fucking catchy. You know, it's like, I 
can't say that I like it, but I can't say yeah. that I I, I like, hate it. Yeah, hate it or yeah. like don't hear the songs in my head. Like you know, like when I'm like washing dishes, you know, it's yeah. like okay, well, there's a reason. It's catchy because it's it's good. Yeah. You know? Have you listened to Kenny Hoopla? No. What is like, that? Like he did a. He's like more of a hip hop dude, okay. and like well, I guess MGK used to be too, but like. He did a mixtape with Travis Barker as well, okay. and it's kind of like the same, like, I'm a hip-hop dude, but I'm going to make pop-punk. Okay. And it feels like, it feels like the more, like, real version of the MGK record. Okay. Kenny, um, Kenny Hoopla? Yeah. Okay. And I, I've, like, dug that a lot. Like, cool. it's, I don't know, it's it's eight tracks, so I don't know if it's going to be on my, my official top ten list <laughs> of the year yet. Um, but it'll definitely get mentioned on that podcast. Cool, cool. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, like, I, I don't know, like, that whole, the whole, uh, you know, people do, it's like gravitating more towards, like, pop punk. That's, that's cool, like, I don't know, that Willow, Willow Smith yeah, song, yeah. Willow, or uh, whatever, Transparent Soul, I think that's what it's called. Yeah. The chorus of that song, I think, honks. I think that shit sucks. But, like, <laughs> the verses and, yeah. like, the... The mu- the music in the verses, I think, is so good yeah. that like, it just reminds me of like, if Blink One Eighty Two, because I know I'm, I'm I I think Travis Barker plays in that song as well, I right? Probably, probably. Play, like literally Travis plays on everything. Yeah, that, and that's what he does now. Good for him. Just whatever. just assume if you hear drums, it's Travis Barker. Of yeah. course. you know like absolutely Green Day, sure Travis yeah. Barker. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I would like I would assume that like he had a hand in the production of yeah. that song and like. It sounds it like the, the verses for that song to me sound like the like what I was expecting uh, that new Blink One Eight Two record to sound like like uh, California the first yeah. one with Matt Skiba yeah I was expecting like kind of a post like a, like a like a post punk record you know like Blink One Eight Two self titled record part two yeah and like didn't get that so like hearing that hearing that Willow song I was like oh this is really cool yeah. And then the chorus kicked in, and I was like, I don't like this at all. <laughs> this is not as cool as I thought. Yeah. We're, well, we're getting close to an hour and a half, so we should, cool. we should okay. uh, you know, wrap it up. But, um, so, what shows do you have? Do you have any other shows other than that New Year's Day coming up for Only Shallow or for, um, like, stuff you're booking? Um, so, as of right now, uh, I don't have anything else really coming up. Um, besides the the New Year's Eve show, uh, but I'm trying to plan a, another like Sawyer showcase show okay. cool. uh, in February. Um, but like, I know this is kind of like one of those as well, like the Destroyer Rochester. Yeah, it's like a showcase, but it's also like not really a showcase because only one band, okay. being yeah. only Shallow, is is a, a Sawyer band as of right now. Um, so like this this show I'm I'm trying to book in February is going to be more of just like only bands that we, we've done releases for Sick. and you know like knock on wood you know uh, it it might be the demo like the only shallow demo release show Sick. but I'm not super sure yet yeah. so we're trying to figure trying to like finish and figure it out right now um, and then I'm trying to do there's this band called uh, I think they're called Rit- Ritual Blade. Okay. They're from um, Boston, mm-hmm. uh, and there's they kind of sound like Trap Them and like uh, Black Breath. Okay. So um, I'm trying to do. They're they're looking for a date sometime in April. I'm trying to do a date for them in April. 
Um, Were you at that Black Breath show at Elixir? I fucking was not there. <laughs> Let me... I'll make this very quick. No, it's all good. I... Yeah. So, I knew about that show, right? Yeah. I knew because it, it was Endangered Youth, These Eyes, Neon King Kong. No, it was... Uh, the Navigator. No. I can't remember. Okay, so... So, it's like an older Rochester band that, like, sort of played a, like played a reunion on that, too. Heat Seeker? No. No? Okay. Break of Dawn. Break of Dawn. Yeah. Break of Dawn. Okay, yeah. yes, yes. Break Sorry. of Dawn or something that sounds like Break of Dawn. Okay. Dawn of War. Dawn of War. Dawn of War. <laughs> Dawn of War. Break of Dawn is another old Rochester band. Yeah. Dawn of War. Yes. Okay. We we got there. We did yeah. it. Look at that. Yeah. So. And like Wolves. Like, yes, but they weren't supposed to play, were they? I don't know that. See, I don't know how that lineup came together. First of all, we were not supposed to play that Okay. Show. Okay. We were supposed to play some other random show at the Montage or something stupid. Weird. Okay. We got there and, like, no one was at the Montage. Huh. And then we saw that show was happening. I don't know exactly... I think John and Steve may have lied and said we were an out-of-town band, which I, I don't endorse. Okay, okay. <laughs> but it got us on the show and we opened up that totally. show. And it was, it was, it was That's cool. That's super sick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I remember the flyer for that show. Yeah. I also... Remember, um, so I was in high school still. I yeah. was like, it was, I was like, it was like the right before I graduated high school, and I didn't have a car, didn't have a license or anything. Okay. But I was at my dad's in Avon, mm-hmm. and I like so badly wanted to go to that. Like, so it was before before like Wolves or Black Breath got announced. They they were, they were supposed to play Buffalo that day. Yeah. And Black and they jumped on last minute. Yeah, they're like van broke down or something. Uh, yeah, something. something like that. It was something weird, and. I, like, begged my fucking dad. I was like, come on. Like, I just want to go to this show. Like, it's not going to be too late. Like, you know, I, I, w- I w- would have asked Joel to, like, bring me home, possibly. Like, you know, because we were, like, homies and stuff. And um, he just, he wasn't having it. He was like, no, no, you, you, I'm not not bringing it up to the city, whatever. I found out fucking Black Breath and, like, Wolves played that show, like, later that night. Yeah. And I was... Pissed. Dude, it was crazy I'm late, too. I'm sure. I'm sure it was, like, it was, like, like after the bar had closed, or... It was... I think they didn't go on until, like... Like, Black Breath didn't go on until, like, 1.30. That's something... That's insane. If I remember correctly, it was oh something nuts. Dude. Which, I mean, that's... That's so That's, that's what happened to Endangered Youth that night. Remember we played that show together on... St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's yep. Day. Yep. And dude, I mean, no one was, no one stayed because like everybody had been out drinking like yep. literally all day, yep. and so like normally, you know, if you would think like you know around midnight the bar would be like it was on a weekend like you'd think there would have been a ton of people out, oh. but like so many people were just like too tired to function. Dude, yeah, that was a that was a wild show. Yeah, no, and I, I was, feel like if that, I remember that was correctly, the backfire show, backfire played. Yeah, there. and Josh Squad. Yep. Yep. Okay. If I remember correctly, I think like we played a really good set. Like we played like a lot. We have video from a lot of that. Okay. But actually, the audio from that video ended up on the that uh, discography tape. That okay. I put out okay. Because we didn't have any other good recordings. That was. Of those songs. I, th- I think that was the second time I saw you guys. Yeah. Because the first time I think was. Did you play with Mischief Brew at um, Dublin Underground? Dublin. Which was super yes. weird that we were on that show. Su- that, that was a cool show. Yeah. That was, like, the first show that I went to after graduating high school. Oh, sick. Because I, I was, like, not, like, friends, but, like, 
internet acquaintances with Eric Peterson for okay. a second. Like, yeah. when I was really young. Yeah. Because of the band he was in before called The Orphans. Yep. Like, I love that shit. And, like, I love Mischief Brew and stuff. And, like, yeah. got to, like, hi, I'm Expansive Heart from MySpace. And he was just like, oh, it's so nice to meet you. Like, you live up here? And I was like, yeah, I'm moving up here for school. Whatever. Yeah. Super sweet guy, obviously. Like, you know, yeah. you, you got to know him probably a little bit. Like, yeah, like well, they, they had stayed, yeah, they, they played at the Meat Grinder and then they'd stayed the night. And then, uh, Denise was like, or, yeah, Eric and Denise were like, oh, yeah, it'd be really cool if you guys could play this show we're playing in Rochester. And I think Casey booked it as well. Yeah, so Casey did. was like, oh, yeah. yeah, that's cool. You guys know each other. You know, it just will be kind of all over the place, like, genre-wise, but... That was a cool show. Yeah, it was fun. There were a lot of people there. That that was, like, that was the first time that I'd seen Dublin yeah. packed that for a show that was not Polar Bear Club. There were, there were a bunch of kids, too, like, not, like, tooting my own horn, but there were, like, a bunch of kids that, like came out to see Endangered Youth okay. that were like and they weren't really like necessarily Mischief Brew fans but they were coming to see us yeah that's and that was weird and then it just cool. like I feel like that was like one of the first shows that Eric played and then once we started writing the new stuff okay it got like too weird for some of those like bright like okay. young hardcore kids okay and they just like kind of dropped off and stopped coming because we just got too weird yeah for them. I mean dude like that was a that was a cool era like that was a cool like time in, in I feel like in Rochester because there wasn't like a ton of wasn't a ton of stuff going on yeah. so like that's you know kind of what like I feel like led Night Terror to being a little weirder too like you yeah. know, getting I mean we, we were like we worshipped bands like fucking Cursed yeah. but also like local stuff like you know like Wolves and Achilles yeah. were like big bands for, for the five of us at the yeah. time and you know it worked kind of yeah. <laughs> I <Yeah>. guess so <laughs> I mean I'm sure you know like I mean this comes up a lot on, on this podcast and I think it did in the other one that you were on too like just when you're in a rural area like the shows are more, more weirdly the shows are more diverse because yeah. there's just not enough no totally like it's all weirdo shit and so like you know it, it doesn't really matter and that I don't know so now when I'm at shows that are a mixed genre like yeah. that like, it, it kind of just takes me back to, you yeah, know, weird yeah. DIY shows when I was It's It's cool. And it's, the, it's, and it's the same, like, it's the same idea of, like, you know, what was happening at, like, Gilman Street. Yeah. You know, like, and that was, like, the place that, like, you know, that's, like, the, the lore of Gilman Street. You yeah. Know, in, like, the DIY scene in, in Berkeley, California, and, like, all those shows were like that. Like, yeah. you could go see Green Day at one at, at a show, but also, like, see Neurosis. Yeah, or, like, I was going to say, I was actually going to say know? Neurosis. Yeah. Because like, they're, like, all from that. That same scene. Super so. fucking cool. And that's, like, you know, I like the idea of that. And, like, you know, it's a little hard to, like, kind of cultivate that now. But, like, when, I mean, I guess it's not that hard. But it's a little harder. But, like, you know, when I was younger, that's fucking... Yeah. That was, like, the, that was the thing, too. Because, like, growing up, you know, in a rural area, like... Yeah. You might have a band that plays punk. But you also might have a band that plays, like, jazz fusion. Yeah. Which, like, we had that in Hornell. And it was, like, we play, we played a show with that band that was, like... This doesn't make any sense, but it's okay because there's people hanging out and having fun, you know. And yeah, I mean, we, I mean, my my first band was like a wannabe Jimmy World bands, and yeah, we sure. like played with like just like super heavy, weird hardcore bands yeah. at the time. I don't, I don't know for sure, but I think that Dylan from Full of Hell may have been in one of the bands. Sun Eater. No, it wasn't that one. Um, or at least he knows, because he's from that area. Yeah, okay. And so it was, like, uh, Upon a Shallow Grave, like, we played with them, and okay. I think if he wasn't in that band, he's, like, friends with all those dudes. They're I, people I don't really know okay. very well, but, like... I know he was in a, like, because 
uh, Mike Ryan, um, and I have talked about this before, but like, uh, he was in a band called Sun Eater, I think, okay. and it was like a hardcore band, and that yeah. was it. But um, and then joined Philip L after, I guess. Yeah. So and Sarah's from that era too, right? She's from yeah, yeah. Like in what was the band Nap Takers? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it's wild, like the connections, and I mean, it just shows you like how like. Like, this world of, like, DIY yeah. and punk shit is, like, it's, it's, it's so, the, really small and very interconnected. The degrees of separation are, yeah. like, barely degrees, you know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, <laughs> well, it's, yeah, because it's, like, I met Sarah, but I didn't really know her very well, like, from the scene back right. home, and then, you know, we're connected on the internet, and then you met her when you were out there, yep. and, yep. like, at one point... Like Code Orange was going, like Code Orange Kids was supposed to play at the Meat Grinder I think with. You told me about yeah, because yeah. it was going to be Nap Takers, Code okay. Orange Kids, um, Endangered Youth, and I don't remember who else. There was another band. Okay. Um, and so it's just yeah, some of these bands that are like gigantic now, like having connections to yeah, like that. It's- Type it's, of DIY the, scene is the rad. degrees of separation are just so small, you yeah. know, and it's it's super cool. It's like that's that's what it's all about, and that's yeah. what it should be about. Like, there's no cool guys, like yeah, just make friends and have a good time, and like yeah. you know, if people talk shit, let them talk shit. But like, I don't know, do your best to not talk shit. It, it, yeah. As much shit as I talk, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, that, I mean, I'm an acquired I'm, taste, but hey, yeah, it's, it's cool. But, I mean, it makes obviously I, I'm thinking about turnstile too, like yeah. Um, so speaking of which, before we wrap up, do okay. you have like, you don't have to give me your like top 10, but what are some of your favorite, I mean, if you have a top 10, I don't have a top 10. I would 10. love to hear your top 10 cause I love that shit. Um, okay, so favorite the, records of the year. Let me see here. I don't have a, a top 10 necessarily, but we're doing a, so we're doing for only show we're doing like, like a zine Okay. and, um, Matt asked us to all like kind of include like, uh, you know, things we're listening to, things we're reading, whatever. Um, so I have a, I have a running list of things that I've listened to this year a lot, Yeah. but nothing, but it's not like a, like a top 10 of the year list. Okay. Okay. It's like, it, it's like older stuff kind of too. Um, so, uh, Fearing, uh, the Shadow LP, um, Nightbirds, Mutiny at Muscle Beach, mm-hmm. uh, the Stress LP that came out this year, mm-hmm. um, Across America. Final Gasp, Haunting Whisper, which came out this year, um, Orange Hell, which is a collection of like Misfits uh, songs, kind of reimagined to be kind of more like ambient and like Sick. it's super cool. Um, Chemical Fix, Our Shade, Our Shade Casts Far, uh, Sex Cross, Seasons of Decay, Condition, Actual Hell, uh, AFI, Black Styles and the Sunset, uh, Division of Doubt, who are um, a band from Salt Lake City, who are super mm-hmm. cool, kind of like a post punk band. Uh, they had a single a single come out last year that's called Suffer Sinner and uh, Days of Old. Super cool. Um, Life Support, Die Like a Man, uh, Fading Signal, uh, Long Ago and Far Away. That EP just came out. Super, super cool. cool. Like American Nightmare Worship. Um, Overexposure, California 98 is what it's called. Uh, that sounds like nerve agents and shit, so like yeah. I love that. Sick. Um, and then Last Gasp, uh, The Storied Weight of It All. Oh, and uh, the Smash and Grab demo that came out cool. uh, recently, too, so... Cool. It's like kind of what I'm, what I'm, what I'm vibing on. Nice. Uh, and, oh, and the uh, the Last Lights collection record. I don't know if you okay. ever listened to Last Lights, but no. that band's super cool. They were like a Boston band that the singer passed away like a while ago. Okay. And, um, just really cool. Did fast. You, have you listened to uh, what's it called? Is it Tuning? The band that's, that's the uh, dude from uh, Jeremy Smith, Old Ghost. 
Okay. Yep. Wait. Okay. It's not. Maybe it's not tuning. I'm thinking of. But that tuning sick. But what's the band with the dudes that used to be in Champion? Dude, uh, I, know, I know this. Is it? Um. Let me. Let me see here. I can cut out some of this dead air if I need to, or I can just vamp over top of it. Because um, Scott and I were, were chatting about it. Uh, change. Change. Yeah. That band is so sick. I like that shit a lot. Um, it's it's super funny. As I was I was like looking to buy a Christmas gift today for somebody. Yeah. For, for Katie. And um, I came across uh, Rev, Rev's, Rev, Rev HQ's website or whatever. And yeah. like... All of their shit is just like, or no, no, React. I'm sorry, React. Records, okay, yeah. yeah, React had like all of their shit was just like, the whole page was just changed. And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like where? Where is the shit that I'm looking for? You know what I mean? Yeah. But like I like that record. I think it's really cool. Yeah, I was real hype about it. Um, I heard about it on that uh, Coffee and Hardcore podcast okay. that uh, Wiley from Two Minute Minor and uh, Mick, who used to be in Zayo. Um, yes. Okay. Yeah. I've, I've I've heard I've heard of that podcast. And yeah. I, I keep seeing it pop up for me. Yeah. Bitter like, Truth was just on it recently. Oh, that's and, super yeah, cool. Yeah. So, um, you know, and I've had conversations with both Wiley and Mick about coming on the pod. So we'll make it happen. That's super cool. I was also telling both of them. I was like, oh, you do a coffee and hardcore podcast. Like, you should probably talk to Rory. A- um, absolutely. So I, you know, I don't know if they connected those dots yet and made it happen but i was you know i told them that they really should that, that dude i'm sure has a lot of cool stories he's somebody else cool. i'd love to have on the pod but it just hasn't yeah you know totally. we've had conversations about it and it's just hasn't happened yet but uh just such a sweet genuine human yeah yeah <laughs> That's all all that dude is just a good person yeah uh support ugly duck i used to be able to Absolutely. see ugly duck out the out my window before they put oh, up all these the like new skyscrapers and shit gross buildings yeah great um yeah, what was I saying? Oh yeah, that change record was really good because yeah. I was, dude. I mean, Champion was a like a band that I loved. Okay. And like, you know, I've never. I mean, I go straight edge for a little while when I was like, I called myself straight edge when I was As nineteen. We all were. Whatever. <laughs> um, like, never been straight edge, but I've always like loved that yeah. style of hardcore. Yeah, totally. And I love Champion so much, and then it's such a bummer that that dude was. Gross. Kind of a scumbag. <laughs> kind yeah. of a mega scumbag. Which I mean I'm you know, obviously now I have to now I have the same feelings about daughters. Yeah. Um but I mean that's Yeah we could, I know. <laughs> I we just, could go I into just, that. We, we just read all of that and I just fucking bummed that I'm Yeah. I'm bummed that it happened, but I'm also bummed that I'm not gonna be able to see daughters. Yeah. Which like sucks. Yeah. So that that uh you Ignota album is uh what's Super Center Get Ready. Yes, yes, it's super great. I don't think it's gonna make on make it onto my list because so much of how I base my list. Not that anybody cares. It's I'm making the rules for this yeah, list. Like, yeah, exactly. It's your, but, it's your list, right? Yeah, but like I probably wouldn't put it because I base it so much on like what I go back to. But it's yeah. one that I'll definitely mention. Okay. But it, I, it's just like really emotionally heavy. It's like that. Uh, uh, what you call it? The guy wrote the record about his wife who who died. It was like everybody's like everybody talked about it a couple of years ago. That uh, is that the Connor Oberst thing? No, was it Connor Oberst? No. no, I love that record. I do too. I, I do too. Um, I love that. Just like it's them, just like singing together, like super, super good. I, like I, I didn't know. I don't know what the lore behind that record is. I just I heard it and was like, this is great. Yeah, this is super cool. 
once again, I'll probably have to cut this out, but I need to know the name of that record now. You know, I really, so, like, the new, the new Lingua Ignota record, like, I like, um, but I really liked Caligula a lot, the one okay. before it, and, uh, so I, I, I go back to that one. Yeah. A, like, quite a bit. Um, but we were supposed to, we were, she was playing, New, we were supposed to play New York, like, a few months ago, mm-hmm. and, um, was it New York or Philly? Yeah, it was, it was one of those cities, and, uh, she ended up like canceling the show because mm-hmm. I think I don't know what happened but it was before any and, and that might have been part of it yeah um, but yeah she ended up canceling the show and like we had a whole weekend planned and then like she, oh, she's, she's someone that like uh, Katie loves and yeah. um, was super excited to see so like we had a whole weekend planned and like oh, she canceled and we were like well let's just fucking stay home I guess <laughs> you know like whatever but yeah uh, Mount Erie a curl looks like okay. I don't okay, know. Okay, like, okay. I should have been able to think of that way faster. Okay. But that's, like, I don't know. I feel like both of those records are records that, like, uh, you know, obviously it's not, you know, the same thing, totally. but, like, kind of the, the similar vibe to where it's, like, I'll listen to it and, like, want to, like, have, like, one, like, really engaged listen to it. Yeah. And maybe in a year or two I'll come back to it, but it's not, like, a... They're not, like, feel-good... No. ...records no, at, all. at all. And, like... But, I mean, obviously, I listen to lots of sad shit, but, totally. like, that's, like, that just, like, feels, like, deeper sadness than is it's, it's, I, easier I, it's to... Like, it's, like, a misery, yeah. you know? Like, it's just, like, a deep, like, depression, you know? Yeah. And, and I, I, I definitely feel that. There's records like that for me, too, where yeah. I'm, like, I can give this, like, a good listen and then not listen to it again for, like... A, a minute. Yeah, and know? that doesn't mean it's not great. Yeah, it means but... it, it. It means it is great. Um, yeah. That's circling all back. Yeah, that's like how I feel about Amer- American Idiot. Yeah, like I can give American Idiot like a really good listen once in a while, like headphones in or yeah. like driving, but then I don't listen to it for like a long time. Yeah, you know. So yeah, I mean, also for me, I'm fascinated by the. Lingua Ignota record, which am I saying? Uh, the name I've, right? always, I've, I've always link, lingua, lingua ignota. Yeah. I guess. But I mean, being that she wrote, I mean, like, other references to Centralia. That's like, yeah. in my area, like yeah. where I'm from. Like my friend Tyler, who I talked about earlier in the right. podcast. Like he lives in Ashland, which is like literally the next town over. Okay. Or he did live there, but you know that's where he grew up. Um, so anything related to Centralia is always super fascinating super to me cool. because it's like. That whole coal region is where I grew up, yeah. so, um, yeah, I don't know a lot of the details behind that, but it's, it's super That's interesting sick. to me. That's yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure, like, any kind of personal um, connection, like, yeah. kind of helps drive it home, too, where yeah. it's like, cool, this is, these songs are about misery and... About, about where, where I grew I'm up, from. and yeah, that's, that's pretty much how I felt most <laughs> yeah, of the time growing exactly. up there, so, um, no, it's an exaggeration, I, I had a lot of fun growing up, but, uh, you know, it's, it's weird, yeah. it's weird, because totally. you have, like, weird nostalgia for something that you don't actually like. Yeah, I mean, that's how it is for Hornell with me, yeah. man. Like, yeah. you know, I don't, I know this is probably going way longer than we expected, oh, it's but, fine. yeah, that's how it is for Hornell with me. Like, you know, I have really good memories, and I have really good, yeah. like, I have, like, nostalgic moments where I'm like, man, like, there's a, that, that moment, you know, like, was such, so defining for me as a kid. Yeah. But then, like, there's just, like, all this fluff, you know, that's just, like, garbage growing up, growing pain shit, you know? Yeah. Where, like, you couldn't wait to leave. Yeah. You know, so for me... That shit is like I have those glimmers of like. I love that. That was awesome. Yeah. 
but then it just like I wake back up and I'm like oh oh god fuck like I but living there is is terrible yeah exactly yeah that's right. like I mean you know one time this was in, within the last couple of years I went home and I was just like I like looked up and I was like oh yeah like I do like I grew up between these like mountains and like I'm in a valley and like the mountains look like the lights just hitting shit yeah right and it's beautiful right and I literally never would have like thought twice about that when I was a kid because I was just like oh like you don't I want like I was so like I've probably said this a million times on on this podcast because I just like I, I have like such good feelings about Rochester as yeah, a city totally. being that I didn't grow up grow up here like um you know I would get excited to go to like Harrisburg for something right which there's never any reason to be excited about going to Harrisburg <laughs> but like you know just seeing tall buildings was yeah. so exciting and so now like I don't know, obviously I'm moving out of this place, but I look out my window and I see... Yeah, the, the, Like, downtown Rochester, you, you and it's... in a city. And it's dope, yeah. so... I, um, I totally agree. There's something that, like, you know, it, it feels so good living somewhere that you can actually call home. And, like, yeah. You know, I've lived here now for ten years, and, like, this is, like, when some people are like, oh, you know, where are you, where, where are you from? I'm like, oh, you know, like, Rochester. Yeah. You know, like, I didn't grow up here, but, like, yeah, I'm from here, you know, like, that's, yeah. that's, what I, that's where I'm from, and this is the city that I... Yeah, represent when I go other places. I guess. So. Yeah, and that's that's how I feel now too. Like you know, it's a it's a good feeling. Here, I've been here eleven years. Like yeah, almost left a couple of times, and you know, uh, I feel like I'm always you know even if I leave, like a big part of like my heart belongs to this city. Dude, and, of course. Like yeah. just I you know so many good memories with like doing shows and yep. um so yeah it's you, yeah. it's been. I'm gonna get at some point. I'm gonna get like a a tattoo of like the the house, like the vineyard house. I love that. Um, the paint job is wild. I don't know how I feel about no, it. No, I don't like but... it. <laughs> it is. The paint job is is very wild does, to me. It looks like does, Sesame Street. Doesn't look good, but whatever. <laughs> totally uh, but fine. dude, thank you so much for coming on. Oh, fuck, um, of course, is it man. cool? Do you have a? Will you have an only shallow song we can drop in there? Or I don't. Okay. Yet, unfortunately, we'll uh, drop in a, a night terror song or something. Yeah. Or whatever you, you want. Can, whatever you want. I can I can send you whatever. It's totally cool. Yeah. I appreciate you having me on, man. This is awesome. I Hell love yeah. talking shit and I love hanging out and drinking coffee. Yeah, man. I'll uh, <laughs> you know this will probably come out. I won't make any promises because that's what I always do and then I, it doesn't cool, get done but cool. uh, I'll, I'll say it's probably going to be the last one before I put out the uh, the top 10 list cool. so that's why I wanted to you know, hear a little bit of what you've been doing I, I just awesome. I'm like such a nerd about like the the list stuff Dude, like, I, get, I get it I'll like I'll eat it all up I get like, it man that's like you know like I, I want to know what homies are listening to you know, yeah. in case I'm finding something new from that you know like yeah. I love I love putting that kind of shit together because it's like yeah, I want to I wanna share, you know, like, records with friends. Yeah. Like, oh, dude, like, if you like this, you'll fucking love this. You yeah, know, I love that sure. shit. Sick. Well, I'm going to hit stop. All right.
You just heard Nightmarish Apparitions by Black Houses. And uh, as I said at the beginning of the episode, uh, Destroy Rochester, the New Year's Eve show, sadly has been canceled and or postponed. So um, be on the lookout for when that is rescheduled and make sure if you can, you get there. And uh, also be on the lookout for the that, uh, Only Shallow EP release. I'm, I caught a little bit of their set uh, that they played a couple months ago, and it was sick, and I can't wait to hear more. And uh, so, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Make sure to like, subscribe, you know, give me a rating, whatever. All the stuff that podcasters tell you to do at the end and beginning of episodes. All right, uh, right now it's looking like the next episode I will be releasing will be uh, one of my favorites to do, the uh, end of the year, you know, top 10 favorites that I do with uh, Jeremy and John. So be on the lookout for that. And uh, yeah, I'll talk to you guys soon.